boy, you lot. You're listening to Garage Hammer, episode 291. On tonight's episode, the Manlings have completed 12 whole years of Warhammer coverage. And what are they going to celebrate with? Ghosts. That's right, ghosts. More ghosts. Oh, they're scary. They come out of the ground. Oh, my weapon won't hurt them because I'm a scaredy cat. Shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the Garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed and entertained and have a few laughs at Nagash's expense along the way. Bringing you ward saves and ethereals and all sorts of pluses and minuses. I'm David Whitek, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, the one, the only, Chris Walker. Chris! Hey, hey, how's it going? It is going. Yeah, man. Ugh. Night Haunt War. Yep. So much stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, they got a lot of new stuff. (laughs) It's a different book. It's (laughs) It's a completely different book, and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know... All the stuff we used to use is really not, you can't really use a lot of that anymore. Not that the units or the rules are unusable, as so many people like to say, but Mm. they're just different. Yeah. So however you used to play this army, probably not playing it that way anymore, which is a cool thing. Yeah, they kind of push you into four different factions in this one, which I think is cool with the, uh, you know, the... um, Processions, the four different processions, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which I think is neat. Well, you got to pick one. Their, their their rules are so small, like, and they're so specialized. I don't think they'll make that much of a difference. But we'll get into that. Yeah, the Scarlet Doom one, I think, is a little bit has a little bit more traction than you might think at first reading. Uh, yeah, That's, I mean, yeah, it can, mm-hmm. especially with their special rules that they can retreat. The whole flipping army yeah. can retreat and charge. Yeah. So that ain't that that's kind of sweet actually. Mm-hmm. But before we dive into that, I want to thank yeah. the sponsors of Garage Hammer, those those places that that uh help keep the lights on and everything going over here. And that includes Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. I think I'm just going to do this for like the rest of the show. That's it. It's just the Chaos Orc Superstore episode. Chaos Orc Superstore. Just do that until everybody's... Okay, did we, did we lose all the listeners? Okay, let's keep going. Yep. Six Squared Studios for all your basing needs and Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. That's right. Hey. Also, our Patreon sponsors. Yeah. And that includes our associate producers, Christopher Sanders and Jake C., our executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and Scott Milne. And we want to thank every one of the sponsors, past sponsors, present sponsors, people who are thinking about becoming sponsors, maybe yep. once their financial situation gets a little softer. Um, we appreciate it. We do. And thank you all Definitely. for becoming the almost 1% of the listeners who make this show and every show we do possible. Now, uh, Absolutely. Chris, before we go to break, I, I got mm-hmm. some news for you. Ooh. We got voicemail. Yes. Did you know we have voicemail? I I did, actually. You did know we have uh. voicemail. <laughs> uh, I might have mentioned it before. I couldn't remember. Yeah. 
But we do, and we actually have a voicemail message. Fantastic. So I'm going to play it. But if you, the listeners, or you, Chris, I don't know why you would call the voicemail <laughs> at this point. But if you wanted to call the voicemail, you would just have to dial one seven five seven GH show six, and then you too could be leaving a voicemail message, which I would then get, and then it would be on the show. You, my yeah. dear listener, call in, could be a part of the show mail. just by calling one seven five seven GH show six, and most international callers dial zero zero, and then one seven five seven GH show six. So here I dare we go. You to call. Yes. I dare you to call. Yes. So here we go. Um, gonna play this one for you right now. Hey guys, it's Matt out here in Salt Lake City, land of the Mormons, and the high desert heat. It's been getting into the high eighties now, and I'm not loving it. I hope things are good for you guys. Uh, just calling because I'm currently on COVID leave from work. Uh, been uh, been a hard time, but I've been getting a lot of hobbying done and jamming out to your podcast. I had a question for you. How would you feel if they, uh, well, I guess you can't say squat anymore because they're bringing them back. So I guess, uh, how would you feel if they tomb kinged Cities of Sigmar and took all of the models and kind of rolled them into parent factions? So, like, your old Empire stuff goes into Stormcast. All of your old uh, Dark Elf stuff goes into your uh, Dodger Kane tome and so on and so forth. Uh, I think it would be pretty good, but I also understand that that would be adding, like, something like 30 units to every book. But uh, yeah, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that, and uh, take care. Bye. I just don't see it happening, and I, no. and I don't think it would I, be. I don't think it would work. The rumors. I don't know if you know rumors. I don't know the rumors because I I've don't pay seen, any attention. You know, but what did you kinda, hear? Just you, it's kind of like it's like I don't know. You, you can almost. I feel like there's rumors out there that that's kind of what's going to happen. They're going to discontinue. Like all the old elf like models, all the old empire stuff, and they're going to come out with new human stuff, but it's not going to be in Stormcast book, it's going to be in a Dawnbringer Crusade book. So it's going to be, you know, all the new crusading humans, and that's going to be the new cities book. It's not going to be called cities anymore, it's going to be called Dawnbringer Crusades. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, so what are they going to do think, with all the old models? Just get rid of them I, all? I think you're just going to get. I think you're just going to let them fade into the wind. Huh. I know. I mean, you kind of expect it at mm-hmm. this point. Like mm-hmm. they have replaced a, almost everything. Yeah, it's been a while. Like it's been seven years. Yeah. Since this game's come out, seven years next month. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I don't mind the cities of Sigmar. I could not possibly see them breaking up, and putting those uh, models back into new uh, the new armies. Yeah, I don't uh, think the, those high elf models don't fit into the realm lords right. aesthetic. They're not even I, the same size anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah like the Phoenix Guard, the yeah, the elf, the spearmen, the archers, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think. The only models they actually have rules for the elves are like the Shadow Warriors. Phoenix Guard, the the uh, the wardens, the, the Phoenix, I think, the, the 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 archers with the bows, the with the mystic bows. Those are the yep. They have those. I mean, there's not too many left that are actually 
in the book. I mean, no, and I don't know. I mean, they have some of the old Wood Elf stuff in there. But do they even sell that stuff anymore? I think you can still get it. Let me see. Pretty sure you can. I yeah. I mean, I I I would understand if this yeah. sort of if this started to fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was. You know what? We're not updating this one anymore. You can play. Yeah. It. I mean, you can still get all the old Dark Elves, Sisters of the Watch. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Eternal Guard are still in here. All the obviously all the old Empire great swords and pistoliers and. I don't know. I mean, but they. The, I guess the issue with that is, is the lore. How does the how how does the model range support the lore? You know what I mean. Like I think that's going to be something they'll run into a little bit if they decide to just get rid of all this stuff. Well, and, and here's my. Th- I mean, some of it's I, I probably going to stay, but it's like the aesthetic is slowly changing. Mm-hmm. The the model size and scope is slowly changing. Like the Empire stuff can kind of stay. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll just change the models. At, at best, it needs a revamp. Yeah. At best, it needs a revamp. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they... <sighs> I guess I wouldn't mind if they retired like the old High Elf and Wood Elf stuff. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But like they kind of still need the dark... You know the dark. I guess not the dark elf stuff anymore. They go they call it the. You know, they still need those models because they still talk about them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in the lore. You yeah, know, I mean the the, in, the elf and, going around with Gotrek was a yeah. dark elf. I mean, it's what it, she is. It, yeah, exactly. And like, I so they still mention them. But like the like the old wood elf stuff, you know the wildwood rangers, the eternal guard, you know the nomad prince. I mean, when's the I last have so time? So much of that stuff still. I know. I still have so much. I have the I have the guys on the horseback, and I have some archers, mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. some characters, and I've got ugh, and I and I can't even. It's like I want to sell it, and I don't even have anyone who wants to buy it at this point. There's yeah. like a nice old metals, a lot of it on uh, and some plastics on squares. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but like even like the. You know the the old dwarf models, the long beards, the you know the, that kind of stuff. I mean, they're starting to get Iron a bit Breakers, old. Ha- yeah, Iron Breakers, Hammers, Iron Drakes. I mean, those are cool models, but well, the stuff that came out in Eighth Edition, the Iron Drakes and that stuff could probably still fit. But even then, nothing seems to have its own flavor. Yeah, they don't because they don't even they don't talk about it. Nope, really in the lore, like specifically. I don't know. It's been a while since I've read my Cities of Sigmar book. Maybe they do talk about it in there. But Cities of Sigmar has some mention, but even then, there's not. It's, there's so many different units that it's more yeah. they talk about the race in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is. I mean, I think that's the last of the like the. This is where we have all the old models. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's that's what it is. You know. So so I guess my question is, if they did that, they did away with all these old models. How do they populate the mortal realms? Like, who are the people who live? Well, it's still know, those it, people. You just got to get some new models. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And they're not going to get rid of some of them because they're still, like you said, they're still prevalent. Like oh, the mm-hmm. um, the um, uh, the guys who walk around hurting themselves. The, the flagellants. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. So, are they even on, 
I'm trying to see if they're even in here. I don't know. Can you, can you even buy a unit of flagellants right now? I, yeah, there. Yeah, there they are. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, those are yeah, those are definitely in the lore, so they're definitely going to still yeah. keep. I would assume. I don't know. I would, it's th- yeah. like I said, Cities of Sigmar has always been a weird book to me because mm-hmm. it literally is. This is the stuff we didn't get rid of. We didn't know what to do with. Doesn't fit right. in their groups. These are all the people that ran to Azir, and they've just been there by themselves, so they haven't changed, and they're still them. And yeah. it's it's. Maybe look, if your clue, maybe your clue should be like, you look at the stuff on the website. Anything that's still mounted on a square base might be in trouble. <laughs> there's no. Here's the thing. There's no easy way to discontinue any of this. Yeah, that, that's People true. bought it and love it, mm-hmm. and, and they're playing with it. Right. And I mean, granted, you can, you know, there's a resale market for this stuff. People playing old hammer. People. Mm-hmm. Playing, oh sure. People playing mantic games who want yeah. nice looking models. Right. You know, because they could use them for that. It's just—I mean, it's there's a market for it. It's just not what Games Workshop is doing. I I can't fault them if they mm-hmm. discontinue this line. And I know people right. don't like to hear that. Heck, I don't like to hear that. Right. So, like in the same site as like is like so the new look I think of the Dawnbringer kind of stuff is going to be like the Galen and Doralia Van Doralia yep. Van Dens models. It's gonna kind of be like that you know that's going to be sure. like the new it's not going to be so medieval germanic anymore yeah you right. know or that that's sort of you know right what are you going to do uh all right so great great question it I was a good that. question and i didn't know about that so that made it even better mm. um so then it is time for us to take our break and when we come back, we are going to dive whole hog into the rules for the Night Haunt. Been got a lot yeah. of people liked the Night Haunt, uh, the lore review. Good. Um, we were very passionate about how Nagash is the worst. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we'll pick up with the rules and show you how he still is absolutely he the is. worst. He is so awful. Just terrible. All right, we'll be right back. Be right back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Hello. Hey, everybody. 
what do you know? So, hmm. Night Haunt. The lore. I mean, not spooky, the lore. The war. Spooky ghosts. Okay, so let's start with... Uh, now, <laughs> you know, last last book we did was the Deepkin. Mm-hmm. And that just broke up so nicely into a review. Yeah. These guys, and here's some rules. These guys, here's some rules. These guys, here's some rules. Um, I was so excited to do that for this book. And then we opened it up, and it's like... Okay, uh, command traits for any hero, relics for any hero, weapons yeah. for any hero, treasures for any hero. Uh, everything on here, it can go to any hero. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's like no real generalized way to split things up. Right. Uh, so we're just going to, you know, try to try to keep it kind of going back and forth. But everything is for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no split. It's literally all Night Haunt heroes for everything except for the spells, which is right. for wizards and unique characters. Yeah. Uh, and there's not even any special uh, artifacts for wizards because there's only one wizard in this army who doesn't who isn't a named character. Right, the Guardian of Souls. Which is weird. Isn't that weird? We were talking about this before the show. Odd. That is yeah. weird. This army has that. one wizard. Yeah, I would have thought the Scripter Mortis would have been a wizard. Right? You know. And it came out. It's hunched over writing in a book. That's like wizardy stuff. Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, it makes it crazy. You have to take named characters unless you just want to take a bunch of Guardians of Souls or you don't have magic in this army. Yeah. Or and, like the, to- the Tomb Banshee. I mean, I mean like, the, I don't know. I guess the lore doesn't support, like, the... The Mirrenmorn Banshees being wizards because they hate wizards. Right, they absorb but magic. They absorb they magic. They yeah, uh, that's it. Magic. It's yeah. just yeah. There's there's a definite problem in this army with the lack of of wizards. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, you've got a lot to choose from as far as oh, there's a lot of stuff. Casters, but, but yes, I see. Well, no, you only have four choices. Well, I guess you got Nagash. Yeah, Nagash, who's half your army. Yeah. For, and then he's all casty. Lady right. O has two spells. Rikenor has one. Knight of Shades. Knight of Shrouds has one. Yeah. That's your entire cavalcade of of yeah. wizards here. It's it's crazy. I mean, you you can use the book, the Arcane Tome, and make someone a wizard. Yes, yes, you could. That still seems kind of weak, you know, yeah. all, overall. But let's jump into some of this stuff. Now, let's start with our... Don't forget about the Briar Queen. She's not a wizard, is she? Yeah. Yeah, but she's an Underworlds model and nobody cares. (laughs) Hold on. I'm looking for this. I can't believe that Briar Queen is a wizard. Oh, she is a wizard. Of course she's a wizard, yeah. Uh, Okay, so there's one more. She can do a spell. She's got a great spell. Her spell's awesome. Let's see. Uh, Oh, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, it's just a, it, it's a it's a it's a definite lack of wizards. I agree. And yeah, once I, again, I here's the thing: Briar Queen, Rikenor, Lady O, Nagash. You can only take any of them once. Well, yeah. So it is. If you want m- multiple wizards or more than named characters, you're taking a bunch of Knights of Shrouds or Guardian of Souls. Or no, Guardian of Souls. Sorry. Yeah, you, just take, shrouds. you just take a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And there's two different models if you can get a hold of the, the limited edition guy. Yeah, it's hard to find him anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And he doesn't. It's so funny because it says you can equip it with it, but there's no rules for it anymore because nobody has the rules. And can, it's, does it give you the option to equip it? No, not anymore. Doesn't say that anymore. It just says he just has a chill blade now. Oh, okay. He used to have that mace, right? Yeah, that, was that mace is cool looking too. Yeah, he also had an alternate. There was also an alternate spell that that guy used right. to be able to cast. If you had, if you had that thing, like it had different the hourglass. Rules. It had the hourglass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could build it with the hourglass. I have one built with that, except it yeah. doesn't do anything now. It's just a normal yeah. Guardian of Souls. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's look at Night Haunt. Now, we talked a little bit about the sub-factions before. You can pick four of them. Uh, Grieving Legion, if you pick that, enemies within three inches of any Night Haunt unit that has ten or more models, that ca- they cannot retreat, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So you're stuck there unless you whittle them down. Right. If you're within three inches of any unit, uh, ten or more models, no retreating. That's the grieving legions. Yeah. Uh, Emerald. Does that affect? Does that affect night haunt though? Um. Does does right? So if you're playing the mirror match, I think so. Yeah. It so doesn't. Say, the, none of this says it doesn't affect it. Right, Enemy so units cannot retreat while they're within three inches of any grieving right. legion unit of ten or more models. Yeah. So if you're playing the mirror match, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, that is a big deal because stopping to be able to uh, retreat uh, mm-hmm. messes up half of this army special cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emerald Host, pick D3 plus one units, and at the end of every battle round, they get mm-hmm. they take D3 mortals on a two up. Yep. That's pretty good. D3 plus one if it's a monster. Scarlet Doom, your blade guys, revenants do uh, if they on a, if when they charge. Yeah. Pick an enemy unit within five inches. Roll a number. Roll a die for every model one, in your blade guys reference unit. Yeah, within within inch. Sorry. Sorry. Um, roll dice equal to the number of models in that blade guys revenant unit, and every five up they do a mortal wound. That's nasty. Uh, the, you got to keep charging. You got to have a lot of blade guys. Otherwise, it's not all that nasty. It's a nice. Yeah. Bit, it's a nice little bonus, but it's nothing really awesome unless you're taking a lot of blade guys revenants. Well, I think if you're taking that, you're going all in. With those things, you're probably taking two, you know, three units of ten, maybe a a unit of twenty and two units of ten. You're going well. They're hot, the, it's, it's 175 points for ten, but if it's a Scarlet Doom army, they are battle line. Yeah. So that you know, if you're if you like to play a lot of Blade Geist Revenants, then take Scarlet Doom and just have them go at it. Yeah. Because then you're retreating and yeah. charging every turn. Yeah, that unit is good. That's a good unit. Yeah. Uh, and if you're the Quicksilver Dead. You're taking lots of Dread Scythe Herodans, mm-hmm. um, even though there are pictures on the other one. I know. That's a picture of our Marimorn Banshee for the Quicksilver Dead, and then this is, it's a Dread Scythe Herodin on the Scarlet Doom. I yeah. don't get it. And the Herodans, when you're taking Quicksilver Dead, the Herodans do become Battleline as well. No ward saves against them. Yeah. Now, if you just want to stock up on Dread Scythe Herodans, if you want to play a lot of them, Mm-hmm. Uh, and you like those models, dude? There is no reason not to play some Quicksilver right. Dead. Yeah, the army I played against the other day when I played against this book—that's what he was running. He was running Quicksilver Dead. He had like thirty Herodans. That's not bad. And they're the same cost as the uh, as the uh, Grimgast Reapers. Ten for one sixty. Yeah. So you could battle line those guys out and just have them constantly in there no ward save is a big deal yeah because i was playing gardas too in hallowed knights 
So all my guys who were supposed to have a five up board save didn't. Oh boy! <laughs> wow! I know. Now the the only problem is if you look at it now, um, they, they now each of those models has four attacks a piece, piece which yeah. is sweet. Yeah. Uh, fours by fours, no rend, one damage. You can mm. get it down to threes by threes, but it's still no rend, one damage. Right. So they're not hardcore by any stretch of the imagination. You're just looking at there's a lot, and you get no ward save. Right. Yeah, my armor was uh, a key factor in that game. Stormcast. You would think so. Oh, yeah, it was great. Because you got some high armor, and they they got and that guy's coming at you with thirty or forty of those with no rend. Yeah. All right. Aura of Dread. This is cool, and I think it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a pain, dude. When I was playing against this, it was like, well, what? I knew it was gonna. I knew it was. I, I read through the book. I was like, oh man, this is. <laughs> this, I wanted to do it a couple of different times. I just couldn't. Enemy units within three inches of any friendly night haunt unit are terrified. That means yeah. they cannot issue or receive inspiring presence commands. Now, right there, it's like, okay, that kind of sucks, because if I've got a lot of units, if I'm not bulking them out, if I have a lot of units, mm-hmm. I could basically stop a good portion of your army from issuing or receiving inspiring presence. In fact, um, you know, if I can just get some of your characters involved, you know, just, just go around the guys who can't, and they can't give it, and suddenly it doesn't matter who can receive it. Nobody can give it. All right. And there's a lot of other rules in here that say, you know, if you're terrified, if they're terrified, you get another bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a cool rule. Yeah, it's a it's a pain to work around. Yep. Uh, and it's always on. It's not like something that you have to do anything for. If you're near me, uh, we're scary. Yeah, I like it. So it's just it's simple, right? Uh-huh. It's just a it's just the mechanic of it is very easy. Uh, you don't have to roll any dice. You don't have to, you know, it's just. It's, it's that, a passive effect. That, it's it. always on. Yeah. Uh, the ethereal rule got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a ward save of six up, but unlike the, it, the basically what, it, that was the, the death save from the old book. Right. It's called deathless in the old book. Yeah. It just got wrapped into ethereal. And the nicest part about this is everybody has it. You don't have to be measuring if you're near. All right, because it, it used to be within a foot of the general, a foot a of char- any character, character, yeah, yeah, a hero. And yeah. now it's a six-up board all the time. Yep. Uh, you ignore again, mod- again. They simplified the rule to make it easier. Mm-hmm. You ignore modifiers, positive and negative, to save rolls, which is what ethereal always was. And you can retreat and charge. Right. It's, it's, that's an insanely powerful rule. Yeah. It's kind of like it's it. it it's, it kind of simulates how the night haunt are in kind of the lore, I think, where they kind of just rush up, get involved, and they just, they just keep going into your back line. Just, man. They're ghosts, dude. They go through right. everything. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they can retreat and charge means they can kind of get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they fly, anytime. so they literally can't stop them. <laughs> yeah. No, it's bananas. It's really unless, good. Unless, right. Unless you have a special rule that prevents something from retreating. And there's a couple of those around. Right. There are and there are things that'll stop you from retreating. But I was even thinking of that new the new stuff that they showed us with the with the wood elves. Or not the wood elves, with the um Sylvaneth. The bunch of their stuff can retreat and charge. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, not anymore. And it can retreat yeah. and fly, you know? Yeah, well the Gossamids, they do a different thing. 
So they're that's not really retreating. It's just like they just get to move. No, I thought if, that if, the, if they if if they do a uh, a uh, if they unleash, stand ha- if they, if they unleash, unleash hell, hell, yep, and you and you have to uh, you, actually wind you, up next to them. Yep. Then on a two plus, they, they could they could just fly away. I thought they it said could, they could retreat. I thought the actual rule is that uh, retreat. It might. It might. I don't know. And sure. if the rule is they can retreat, then it's like, oh yep. no, you can't. You're right. I'm, I am actually not sure. And a lot of people thought that rule was like kind of crazy, but I'm like, you know what? If I roll a decent enough charge, where I could, and they stand and shoot, if I can charge someone else, I could opt not to charge. As long as I don't get near them, they don't get to use their cool rule. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 suddenly make making a lot of choices. Can we talk about Gossamer archers just for a second, or no? Uh, <laughs> well, we, I mean, we just did. <laughs> we'll talk about them later. They are. They're such a cool unit. Are they? Oh my god, the stuff that you can do with that, I think, is just crazy. Because cool. they have that, they have that two-inch coherency rule too. Right. So you can just string them out, like just cover this huge area. And what are you going to do? Charge them? Like <laughs> that's what the guy wants you to do. Uh, as long as he, he just... can't stand and shoot, all I got to do is there's a lot of rules now where I could take out one guy and then I make you lose coherency. Stretching out is not always safe anymore. But it's like a unit of five Gossamit archers covers a huge amount of of table. So you can just like block up like a flank or whatever, you know, and then you just, a guy, a unit comes up to you, you do your thing, you run away, and now they're stuck where you were before you flew away. You know what True. I mean? True. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Discorporate. Yeah. Uh, command ability. When you're the target of an attack in the shooting or combat phase, you can give out use this command ability and make their ward five up instead of six up. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. In a it's pinch, really good. In a pinch, you know, hey, I just I need a better save chance. Yeah. So what does that do? Is that does that double your chance? Is that right? Yeah. Go to five to a six. Yeah. Your ward save goes yeah from a one in six chance to a one in three chance. Uh, you got to pick it right when you're picked as the target, so you can't wait and see how bad of a beating you're taking. So if yeah. they whiff, then you're lucky. You right. wait, you wasted a command point, but they whiffed. So mm-hmm. wave of terror is the other Inf- new rule. Oh. This is so much better than the old yeah. rule. Infinitely better. <laughs> I mean, the old rule I, was cool, uh, but you had yeah. to roll a ten plus. Yeah, I don't think I, in all my games with my night hunt, I may have rolled. I may have got that like one or two times. Like I never seem to get a ten plus. It's hard, but when you, I mean you, you get them. I would get them usually like once a game. Mm-hmm. That, that before, if you rolled a ten plus, you finished your move, and when your move was done, you got to attack right there yeah. at the end of the charge phase or in the yeah. middle of the charge phase. Right, they were called they're like the casino ghosts. Yeah, you know, because you would like you would even like even if you made the charge, you would still use a command point to re-roll it, so you could try to get try to that get that ten. 10. Yeah. Now, as basically, as long as you have a successful charge, you're gonna get something. Right. So, uh, do your charge roll. When uh, when you finish your charge move, pick an enemy within an inch, and then apply the relevant effect from the table. Now, there's three levels. If you charge roll was a four to a seven, you get one thing. An eight and a nine is one thing. Ten and up is another thing. Mm-hmm. And the really cool thing they said here is you don't have to pick the one. The, the highest one. Like if I rolled a 10 plus, I get that rule. Yeah. I could choose to use one of the 
effects a from a lower roll. Yeah. Because I actually yeah. did roll that as well. They're not mm-hmm. cumulative, but the higher I go, the more options I have. All right, but they do stack. They so, you can, so you can apply all three to the same unit if you charge one unit with night hunt units. Yeah, if you ch- yeah yes, if you if you charge with multiple units, you can use. Well, you can't. They can't. They can't really stack, but you can apply all three different rules. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get the charge off and you get somebody who got at least a ten and somebody who got at least an eight, so as long as you got them, you you charge with three units and you all roll between four and seven, you're getting one effect on the dude. That sucks. That, that happened to me multiple times <laughs> in my game, where I was getting charged by three different units, four different units, and I was getting all three of these up on me. I was like, ah. So I charge you. I roll uh, my charge rolls a four between a four and a seven. You're minus one to hit. Mm-hmm. If it's an eight and a nine, you're minus one to your save rolls. Mm-hmm. And if it's a ten or up, you get strike last. Yeah. Now that's you know, there's actually that's those all of those are pretty good in their own in their own way depending on what you need. Oh yeah. Um, and everyone who completes a charge, every unit that completes a charge, throws one of these effects onto the enemy. Right. That's a lot of stuff. This army almost feels like it wants to be played MSU. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I used to play lots of hordes. Now I might I might still do a couple units of 20, but for mm-hmm. the most part I don't need it. Right. You can I mean you can just run in like I mean like you have six characters. You might as well fill up all six hero slots even if you're just going to take Dreadblade Heroes for, you know, it's like the two slots you have open just uh-huh. to get these crazy charges and you know just to apply these effects yeah because you, why not why not uh let's see what else oh by the way six is wound automatically for this whole <laughs> yeah. army too yeah by, by the, the way, way. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh so and and this one i love vanishing phantasms everybody else has to put their units down and then say i could put one on the table and one in the sky one on the table one in the sky mm-hmm I place my army at the end of the deployment. Once we're done deploying, before we figure anything else out, I can take up to three of those units off the table. Mm-hmm. So here we are placing. I can look at what we're done when we're done completely finished deploying. I can look over the table. Do I want to pull some guys? I can pull up to three. I don't have to roll. I can pull up to three. I could decide who's there. Putting stuff down as a feint, putting stuff down, and then I'll just pull it up. And then at the end of the movement phase, set it up. Uh, more than nine inches from enemy units. Anywhere you want. That's yeah. really good. These are all really good abilities. Yeah, so you can just stack a flank, just put three of your best units nine inches away from something. Yeah. <laughs> Although, do we know well, at the end of deployment for determining control of judgment? I guess you kind of I guess you kind of know who's gonna go first or second before you're doing this. Well, it's at the end of deployment before determining control of objectives or anything. Mm-hmm. So I could actually come in and, and, and try to mess with that. But it doesn't matter. At the end of my movement phase, I've got three units. And if I take certain other models, those can jump across the table as well. Yeah. I could drop three units nine inches away from you. I could take uh, the Drowner, move him. He can take a unit with him. That's two more. And then my uh, Dreadblade Harrow, who he can move on his own. Yeah. He can teleport on mm-hmm. his own. 
Mm-hmm. That's six units on the table that at the end of my movement phase could be anywhere I want more than nine inches from you guys. Right. Jump into your backfield, jump right up in your face, jump into your flank, anything I want, screening stuff. That's that's a lot of movement power. That is a yeah. lot of board control power. And I love it. Right. I think it's, yep. I think it's really neat. It's just a different way to play the game that we haven't really seen before, which makes sense based on what this army is. Yeah, and it's we really... Waves of unstoppable ghosts coming at you from all directions, okay? Mm-hmm. And you really sort of have to sit back and be like, okay, now i got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that... Uh, I, I'm even writing lists going, I don't know... Like, there's so many cool things to take. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And part of it is because so many of them are so similar, but they're just slightly different. So it's like, okay, well, what am I? What do I want to do? I started getting into analysis paralysis when we started getting the Knight of Shrouds and the Knight of Shrouds on the Steed. Yeah. And their their uh, their command ability thing was just each one was similar, but just a little different. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what do I want? I need both of these guys, don't I? Like, this is one of those times where it's like I want to take everything. Because everybody's yeah. got a cool little thing that stacks nicely with cool little other things. Um, all right, so let's do this. I have some, I marked up some of the lore stuff. So why don't we talk about the characters and then we kind of jump back to um, command abilities and things because I'd rather kind of mention them when cool things come up. Um, I don't know, I have the ones marked that I think are interesting. Okay. Uh, I, if you have ones that are marked that you think are interesting, like when it when it's appropriate, you know, like we'll cover a couple characters, and if there's stuff that they can take, like right now, I want to cover the named characters because they can't take any of this anyway. Right. Let's see. That. You know, but when we get to that, I know there's a few things, a few of the things I'm just like, eh, it's okay, and a few of them like, oh, and I was actually marking down who like who would I want to take this with? Yeah, I there's a couple of really good ones. I think are good combos. Mm-hmm. But so let's start with the big man himself, Nagash. How many points yeah. is this fool? <laughs> He's like almost a thousand. Nine sixty. Nagash, nine fifty-five. Nine fifty-five. A single unique behemoth leader. Okay. We know tons about Nagash. We talked about him the whole time. And does his yeah. model play to his lore? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there, what are you going to say? Of course it does. He has yeah. all the spells. He has all the powers. And he better for half my army. He better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although, you, you, yeah, you pointed out his ward save is a little different. Well, it's and if you're going to complain about something, I guess that's it. But, I mean, he is Nagash with a 10 bravery, 16 wounds, a 3-up save. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, a potential of, what is it, 18 and 624, literally a, a potential 48 wounds in the combat phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, D6, or six wounds in the, in the shooting phase. Uh, can cast anywhere from four to eight spells, depending on how, how strong he is at the moment. You know, it's, mm-hmm. he's, he's Nagash. Uh, he's the general. He, you can count him as a general for all purposes, even if he's not the general. He can fly. He's not ethereal. Uh, he can cast arcane bolt as many times as he wants. So he can the arcane bolt. You can hold it until the right time, right? Yeah. 
And he could just, he could technically, he could cast eight of them. Yeah, eight D3 mortal wounds on you. And just hold it until it was the time to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? At the start of the hero phase, pick up to five different summonable units and heal up to three wounds or return up to three models. That's the start of each of your hero phases. He's just putting back up to 15 models or 15 wounds. Yeah. Yep. Five Uh, different units, three wounds each, yeah. Yep. Uh, Then Morricane, his... uh, His armor. Yeah. That's the four up against mortal wounds. Right. Only. It so he bounces. Does, it yeah. bounces uh, a wound back if he rolls a six. Bounces right. wounds back on sixes. Yeah. Um, so he's three up save, and then his four up mortals mortal wounds ward. I mean, this is good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. Non mortal wounds. He's definitely not invincible. Yeah. A couple, a, a little bit of rend and a, some sustained attacks, and you could take down. You could you could start really adding wounds on him and, and lowering his his special abilities. Yeah, I mean, like a model like, I mean, like a model like Durthru in combat could just pound this guy if in he, one uh, in one round. It, it's possible. It's absolutely oh, possible. I mean, Durthru can do like, well, he can do like eighteen wounds with his sword just. I mean, I've got Nagash, and I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, do I want to take some spirit hosts? Yeah, probably. And I'm like, do, I, do he needs a bodyguard at 955 yeah. points? Shut up. Uh, uh, what other special rules he's got? Oh, um, when you use an ability that returns slain models to a friendly death unit, so while he's there, if something is happening that puts death models back, you can either reroll the dice to determine how many go back or just add one. Mm-hmm. That's that's great, you know. So if, as long as yeah. he's on the field, you're putting back even more of the models you're putting back, right? Um, I think good old hand of dust. <laughs> hand of dust is still a great spell. Can you can you cast that through the mirror? Still, is that still a thing? I think so. I don't know I why not. I can't remember. I thought they changed that, but maybe not. <laughs> It has a range of three inches, so you have to be able to get those things pretty close. Yeah. Um, oh, you can use this command ability if this is the... Oh, he also has a command ability that adds one to your ward save roll, so your sixes can become fives. And yeah. actually add one to the ward roll, so if you give him that special thing where the sixes already they, become fives... Yeah, if they discorporate, yeah, you get on a four... Oh, wait, no, but I don't know if you can. Discorporate's a command ability. Can you do two command abilities in the same phase? Uh, they're different command abilities, right? Can you, though? I thought you could only use one command ability per phase. Hmm. I could be uh, wrong. I don't I play think, enough I to know you, that. I think you, I think different characters could issue different command abilities. It was on their scrolls. I just don't remember what the rules for how many you can cast in the same phase. I th- for some reason, I thought there was a limit, but I, I could be wrong. You can uh, only issue you can only issue one. You can only receive one. Right. You know that, but right. I think well, if you can diff- only receive one, then you can't do this. Right. You can't discorporate a unit and put death magic and card on the same unit because you can only there, receive there one. There so go. that's what it is. So yeah. Yep. Yep. You can only give or receive one, but most people do it. So there's Nagash. He does everything. Eight yeah. spells. Plus, he He's, knows all the spells in 
the book. Should we just kind yeah. of cover the spells real quick since we're going to sure. talk? Oh, since... He's he's definitely not invincible. No, but if he's good. The, he's good, but man, I don't know if I'd. I don't know if I'd risk nine half my army because if he dies, you're just done. Sure, sure. Um, he doesn't have one of those rules where he can only take three wounds per phase. He doesn't have that or anything like that. So I mean, you you plop, you know, you know six you know six annihilators next to him, and I mean it's up to it. It would be foolish of the. Nighthawk player to allow that to happen, but yeah, you know. I mean, don't put I him mean, in a position where he's going to get get right. bombarded. Right. Uh, so let's go over the spell lore since we're jumping around. Since he yeah. can cast all of it, lore and that of way, plus, uh, you know, like I said, there's four there's four casters mm-hmm. in this army, uh, unless you count the Briar Queen, which makes five, um, <laughs> and three of them are named characters. So this is the only. Uh, special stuff we're going to talk about with them because they can't take any of the other stuff. Alright. Um, Soul Cage. Yep, go for it. 12 inches. What do you do? Uh, cast about 7, range of 12. Pick an enemy unit within range of visible of the caster. Strike last effect applies to that unit till the end of that turn. Alright, so strike last. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? We got Spirit Drain. 18 inches. Pick an enemy. Roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the target unit for every six it takes a mortal wound. If you're playing against a horde-type army, that could be pretty helpful. Yeah, you'd wipe out a sixth of the unit, you know. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, Lifestealer? Yep. Uh, Range of 12. Pick enemy unit within range visible. Target suffers D3 mortal wounds. And then you heal a wound allocated to the caster for each mortal wound that was allocated... And not negated by this spell. That's not bad. I mean, it's literally life stealer. You're not just taking moons away from them. You're pulling them into yourself. Yep. The old Goldan uh, thing. Uh, Seal of Shyish, 12 inches. Cast on a 5. Night Haunt unit wholly, with rain, uh, wholly within 12 inches has a ward save of 5 until your next yeah. hero phase. That's, that's a very good one. That's very good. Yeah, it's super good. Uh, Shade uh, Mist. Uh, Shade Mist casts 6, range of 12. Um, subtract one from moon rolls for attacks that target that unit until your next hero phase. So you cast that on your giant unit of chain rasps, and you know they're hold, all hold minus on a one hold to on be a wounded. Hold yeah. on a second. I gotta pause here. Sorry, give me one second. No worries. Um. Okay. So where were we anyway? Sorry spectral about that, tethers. folks. Oh, spectral tether. Sorry about that. Um, Spectral Tether is a spell cast on a four. Oh, yeah. and this is just uh, the, remove the caster mm-hmm. and then set him up more than nine inches away from enemy units. Right. This is this is a useful spell, especially since it casts on a four. Yeah. Like your your opponent can try to stop you, but you're probably going to at least make the roll. Mm-hmm. And then it's well, do you really do you really want to waste a spell? When I'm healing things with my spells, stopping me from jumping across the board. Mm-hmm. You'll see that. I think you'll see that a lot on, like heroes with arcane tomb. You know, yeah. Just give them a special tether and just go where you want. Or Nagash. Why or wouldn't Nagash. you use it? Just pop up anywhere you want and then use one of your other spells. He's right. got eight. Yeah. He Teleporting around spells. is not a bad plan. 
Yeah, I mean, he can so he could teleport around where he's not going to get pounded. Yep. And then he can give himself a five up ward save instead of his crappy four up ward against mortal wounds. And then he can he can you know debuff a unit. He can buff one of your units and then do damage and then heals himself <laughs> with something. Or just cast all these spells. Yeah. Or he can just cast one or two of these and then just arcane bolt over and over and over and then save them until the right. end of the combat phase when he right. knows that your hero's got two wounds left. Right. And then he's like, okay, bolt, 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 boop, 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 okay. Because honestly, if he's got two or three arcane bolts and you've got only two or three wounds left, mm-hmm. he can just be like, I'll put them all on him. Yeah. Because then even if I roll all ones, you're, you're still gone. Right. It's just it's ugh, Nagash. I've, I've never dumb. I've never played against Nagash actually. Um, I know you've played with him. Before. I've played against him too. He's he's brutal. Yeah, he can be brutal. I haven't played against him in this in this particular incarnation because right. it seems like every time they put out a new death book, they give you a new rules for Nagash. Yeah, because this is now the rules that supersedes all the other Nagashes and all the other books. Right. He's kind of just like a bully on the battlefield, right? He just kind of just does yeah. whatever he wants, goes wherever he wants, does whatever he wants. He's and you just have to you just have to stop him. Plus 3 to cast and plus 3 to unbind. Mm-hmm. And he used to have the rule. He used to be even more brutal. Remember his old rule that if he cast after uh, 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 with a certain level, he got to do the effects twice? Oh right! Remember that? That's gone. Yeah. He doesn't have that anymore. So he would like raise a unit, put five back, and then do it again, again another five back. Yeah. Because he could, yeah, because he could double the effects. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting here on a plus three to cast to start. Right. Average roll of seven. He's putting down tens. Good luck stopping mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, I think I would put him. I think I. Well, he's not. He's not a night haunt unit, is he? No. So he can't go into the. You can't put him not on the battlefield at the beginning of the game. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. Um, I don't know. Can you? Well, his rule is let's see. Um, yeah, he's he ain't a night hunt unit. <laughs> so he has to he has to sit there. You can use the army's allegiance abilities, even though this unit is not from the army's faction. However, it does not benefit from them. Yeah. So if that's an allegiance ability, it is. Oh, Vanishing, Vanishing Phantasms? Phantasms, yeah. I yep. don't think he can use it. No, he that, he can't use Allegiance abilities. Right. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to sit there. So if he's facing him and you've got stuff that can hurt him at the top of turn one, you better do it. Yes. Okay, Lady Olinder. I love this model. I have from the day it came out. Yeah. I love her lore. We talked about it. And I think I just love her. Yeah, I don't think I've played against Night Hunt, where the person I was playing against did not have Lady Olinder. Oh, I don't. I, I don't use her. I haven't fielded her against you because I haven't you built her properly. It? Nope. Okay. I played. I played against her a lot. <laughs> she, because she's kind of seven wounds, four up save. There are no big models in this army either, right. and there's the biggest one's the coach, right? The coach is enormous. Yeah. The coach is ridiculous. The coach never used to be that big, and it's mm-hmm. glorious, yeah. and it's actually over 10 wounds. Right. But the coach and, and Nagash are the only thing that's even over 10 wounds. Everything's like seven or less in this army. There are not right. – it's not a it's not a army that has a lot of wounds, although it doesn't necessarily need a lot of wounds. When you see she's only got seven, you're like, oh, she's only got seven. Yeah, dude, she's putting them back. All right. I mean, you could still take the Morn goal, I guess, but – 
The what? The Morngul. The Morngul. Morngul's not in this book. Oh, it's no. The, it's, on, it's on the app, but it's still oh, takeable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still listed. That's right, because that's, that's one of the uh, Forge World models. Right. I bl- blanked on that for a minute. He was fun if you need a monster, because he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, this way, if you want to have monster abilities, you need a Morgul mm-hmm. because the only other monster in the army is Nagash. Yeah, he's got, and the Morgul has the Night Hunt keyword. So. Yes. No, I've played with him. He's oh, yeah. very basic, but, you know, eight like eight attacks and he can do two two wounds apiece or mm-hmm. two damage. It's it, He can do, he can mess things up. Oh, yeah. All right, but back to Lady Olinder. Seven wounds, four up save. She can do two spells, two dispels. Four up ward, straight four up ward. So she's a four up, four up, which is great. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this saying, okay, putting models back because one of the things I did in the old army was I took the, uh, I took the um, what's his name, the Guardian of Souls, mm-hmm. and then I put the Beacon of Nagashazar on there. So he's doing already D six. Now he's doing a D six plus three. He's doing like I, by the time I had him going, he was doing like two D six plus three models getting put back. Every, n- none of that is here anymore. All of those All rules right. have changed to different rules. Yeah, and I'm like, where can I put back a lot of models if something happens? Lady Olinder, once per battle, return D six slain models, not wounds, not D six slain models to each friendly summonable unit on the field. Right. Everything's summonable now except the named character. Yes. Oh, well, not just the, all, all your leaders obviously are not summonable. They're leaders. Right, the leaders. Right. You take out all the leaders and you take out the black coach and you take out the underworld's crew. Mm-hmm. Everything else is summonable. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's how many units uh, did we say it was? Let's, hold on. I've got it marked here. One, okay, yeah, Chain Gas, Chain Rasp, Reapers, Revenants, uh, the Craven Thone Guard, the Grillyberry Stalkers, Spirit Host, Banshees, Herodons. I mean, that's like, what, nine or ten units? That's yeah, a bunch. And let's say you don't take one of each, but you're going to have two or three of these, two or three of this, two or three of that. you got to have your battle line. you got your little extra characters. And suddenly she's putting D6 models back to each of those once per game. That mm-hmm. could be a lot. Right. And the big ones are the ones with multiple wounds, like the Chain Gasps, the Chain Gasts, the Hex Wraiths, and the Spirit Hosts. So that's multiple wound models coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can she do? This so is an interesting one. Yeah. Mortarka Grief. Enemy unit issues a command within 12 inches of her. On a five up, it's not received, but you still spend the points. So if you Yeah, that was a that was a super pain in the butt when I was <laughs> playing against her last. And it's only the one who issues the command, but basically I issue a command within 12 inches on a five up. It's a five up. It's not easy. Yeah, but it's free. You don't need, it yeah. I'm going to roll it. And yeah. if, and and I might just you oh you burn that command point and nothing happens sucks to be you yeah and you can't and here's the thing I and the, you know one of the things I love the the sweet irony of this book is how much did I complain when third edition dropped that half mm. of the command abilities I couldn't use right because this army didn't allow me to use them yeah I didn't have any monsters 
I couldn't right. use any of that cool stuff. Right. I couldn't you all out defense. You couldn't do all out defense because you can't do this. You can't. You can't do the 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 spell the armor. Right. The spell for the armor. <laughs> and so now, the army that lost all those abilities but now has them or has mm-hmm. them in some form, now takes away your ability to do inspiring presence as well as other things just by existing. They're taking away yeah. your command point abilities because. Right. Um, the other guy, um, Kudros has a thing to stop you from using your command points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Banshees can make you have to double your command point usage. Yeah, that's, uh, that's nasty. There is, for a, for a, for an army that didn't get to use nearly the command points, they took offense to that and turned it around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, lifting the veil. I, this is still my my favorite thing she does, and I know it's not always that great, but I just love it. Uh, start of the shooting phase. Enemy within 12 inches. She lifts the veil and shows her grieving face, that ultimate grief. On a two-up, you take the number of mortal wounds equal to the roll. Yeah. So two to six mortals. Oh, and if you're terrified, add one to it. Mm-hmm. Of course you can. Now here's where it gets great. So let's say I roll, and I get si- you know six mortal wounds. I add the one. I got seven mortal wounds. Your two wound models. I kill three of them, or maybe he's got one where I kill four of them. You know, mm-hmm. heal D three wounds allocated as unit for each model that's slain. Right. So if I kill three or four models. I get yeah. three or four D3, D3 wounds back. Yeah, you're pretty much healing her back to full. At the start of your shooting phase, as if she can make it to her shooting phase every time, yeah. she's basically going to be at full if there's yeah. anyone around her. That's yeah. kind of cool. That's good. I mean, it's so swingy, though. I mean, it's like, oof. you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, okay, first you got to roll that two plus, and then you got to roll a high enough number where it makes a difference. And then no, you got, you got to roll a two plus. Whatever that roll is, is the more well, wounds. But, yeah. So, you, so but you, you have to. You mean you roll a two, right? So then you it's get like, three wounds. Three. It's like okay, three mortal wounds. But if it's a one wound unit, you've got one or yeah. two guys, and then you got yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of rolling involved. I will. Right? Yeah, I will yeah. absolutely so grant it's, you that. So it's like the old, the old dwarf cannon syndrome. You know what I mean? It's yep. like <laughs> I got to roll the hit. I got to roll the bounce. I got to roll the wounds. I got to roll all. Yeah. yeah. If it works, it's glorious. And if it doesn't, you're like, dang. Mm-hmm. How many times did you roll that cannonball and it's stuck in the mud? Oh, my, well, I would always hit, but I'd always roll one on the number of wounds caused. Uh, that's even, happen, that's almost happen, worse. It would happen to me all the time. I would get stuck in the mud. I would yeah. move it so it could <laughs> bounce and it would be like, poof, and it just let. So it, so it hit. And, and it would stay bounce. there. Then, there would be no bounce. Miss, it would misfire on the bounce, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terrible. And she does have a spell, pick an enemy unit within 18 inches. Mm-hmm. Minus one for attack rolls made by that unit, plus one to hit rolls for attacks made against that unit. Yeah. So it's a total swing. By the way, tons of plus and minus hittens and wounds in here. Mm-hmm. I need to get me some tokens from chaos, uh, not chaos, oh, yeah. from, uh, from gr- in six. fact, I'm going to be talking to Kevin at six squared this week and yeah. be like, I gots to get some tokens. Yeah. Cause it's ridiculous. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta hook me up on those. And then, um, we didn't even talk about her profile, just her weapons. 
Um, in the staff of Midnight's pretty good. Four attacks, three, three, two damage to. That's that's decent. Yeah. And then then she's and then she's also accompanied by like two Banshee swarms, so six attacks, four swarms, rend one, one damage. So she can dish out some damage, but that's all. That's actually. I mean, that's also the last place you want to put this model is in combat with something. I don't know. She's got a four up save and a four she up does, ward. She's got actually probably the best saves in the in in the book. I guess the her downfall is seven wounds. It's not that hard to get through that. While I don't disagree, if if by that logic, nof- mm-hmm. this entire army needs to stay away from everything. Well, I mean, I'm just saying how she has the, she, yeah. I'm just saying how important she is to the rest of the army. Do you do you want to risk her in combat? Sure, not off the bat, no. But I right. could see her moving in later once you know you've got a decent mix. Yeah. Um. Plus, I keep looking at this list, and as I'm writing list, mm-hmm. uh, the next guy, I'm always writing him into the list next to her. Kurt Huss. Yes. And in the lore, think about it. He's the guy who's supposed to be in charge, but he's not. He works for Lady Olinder. He gives her tactical military advice. Now, okay, let's talk. He a tries little, to. Let's talk a little lore here. Mm-hmm. Lady Olinder, we we already knew her lore. If you don't, she basically came through to power and became a queen through treachery, yeah. betrayal, having yeah. people offed. And the whole time as people are dying around her, the poor lady crying, grieving. Everybody felt bad for her. This poor yeah. lady with all, all these. It's all a sham. Yeah. All the misfortune heaped upon this poor woman and she's a liar. Yeah, she's giggling underneath her veil. She would wear that veil and pull it down, and the weeping would be actual laughing, and people yeah. didn't know it. And Nagash, Nagash actually probably would have left her alone, but uh, her town got attacked by Nurgle. Mm-hmm. And as people were dying in pain, she went to strike a deal with him, and Nagash got mad mm-hmm. because she should have come to ask him for help right. instead of striking a deal. So when she, she was, yeah, she lived in Shayish, so he was, yeah. yeah. And so when she died, he basically cursed her yeah. with... She's always grieving. She's always miserable. She has been imbued with pure essence of loss, spiritual pain. More than a feeling inside her, it's her every iota. All the grief that she faked, plus all the grief that people really felt about all those deaths, is in her. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's not, it's not great for her. So let's talk, though, about Kurdos Valentian. Mm-hmm. Here's another snake in the grass. Yeah. Okay? He wears a crown and sits on a throne, and his reign is worth nothing. Mm-hmm. His, his, he, his, his retainers, his followers, they can absolutely ignore what he says, and he can do nothing about it. He can't hurt them. He's cursed to be unable to do anything to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, his heralds, those are the ghosts on the model with him. Those are like his brothers, aren't they? Yes, the ghosts of his brothers who he had murdered. Yeah. They announce him, and I guarantee you they're not saying anything nice about him. No. Here, Here comes, comes the, the betrayer. Craven king. The craven king. The craven king, the king of nothing. Yes, they are just mocking him as yeah. they go bow forward. To, bow to the king of nothing as he rules over you with words of dust. It's fantastic. <laughs> um so this is his his horrible existence. He is now in charge, and nobody respects him. Nobody has to listen to him. 
Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that they talk about here is his only release, his only way to feel actual strength and power over people is with that mace of his, God. which he just bludgeons endlessly with. But that doesn't even bring him any, like while he's doing it, he feels that power of that, you know, the power of over life and death of others, which as a king he should have had, mm-hmm. but he no longer has because nobody listens to him. Right. And the funny thing is that actually upsets him even more mm-hmm. because he has to resort to physical, common physical violence right. to, 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 to show his superiority when his true superiority is in his intellect and his ability to command, and right. that's ignored. Yeah. That's a wonderfully twisted <laughs> bit of punishment from Nagash. You, know, I, I don't, you don't feel sorry for this dude at all. Not a bit. Nagash right. is the worst, but sometimes he finds humans are who are the worst, and those yeah. are the few. That's the times when it's like, oh, excellent job, Nagash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, knocked it out of the park with this one. Uh, they they do say that the power of the his aura of silence because he can only whisper. Yeah, at he, the loudest is a whisper, and it's like dust. Uh, his aura of silence is so bad that enemy leaders sometimes find their own commands dying on their lips. So they're trying to give commands, and his aura of this is so bad, they can't speak up to issue commands, which is literally the if I cannot rule, none shall rule rule that he has. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely written to the rules. And if you look, it is very simple. It's another one. Seven wounds, four up save. At the start of each battle round... After the players have received their starting command points, roll a dice. Add mm-hmm. one if he's near an enemy hero because he's stopping the heroes from doing it. Yeah. On a five up or four up if he's near a hero, minus one from your opponent's command points and add one to your command points. That's so good. That is so good. You can, I mean, people people rely on these command points nowadays. And he can get up if he can get up close to another enemy within six inches, he can take it away on a four. Yeah. Plus, he's. This is why I put him in next to Lady Olinder. Oh, he's a monster in combat. Five attacks, threes by threes, three rend, three damage, coupled three. with six attacks, fours by fours, one rend, one damage. That three rend is. There's not much three rend in this whole game. No, but he's got that giant mace that looks like the 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 looks like the thing that the Witch King used in uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Except his was like on a chain, a right? Chain, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like um, this is more like this is more like Sauron's club. Yeah, this yo exactly. There you go. It's more like Sauron's club, exactly. Um, plus, if you really want to go crazy with the cheese whiz, mm-hmm. there are other characters in here that if he's near them, that hit and wound goes down to two. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. it's wait. You can do wait. What? Yeah. You know. Um, you stick him next to the. The chain gas give him plus one to hit. Yeah, and the Guardian of Souls gives him plus one to wound. Yep. I mean, if there's things within a foot, you got these other characters. You're character heavy, but God bless America. That's a lot of that's a lot of club and power. Mm-hmm. And if it goes to twos by twos, that's just dumb. Yeah. You're getting into the realm of stupid. That's a three red fifteen damage. Right. You're two I mean, up save. I mean, it's like, Stormcaster I mean, going to fives. Yeah, I mean, you got to. If you see this guy on the battlefield, you you have to take him out right away, or he's going to mess you up. 
Right. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't have any spells or anything. He is a bludgeon, but you put him near mm-hmm. Lady Olinda where she can heal him. Right. And there there are we'll get to that, but there's ways other ways you can protect him as well. Oh, sure. Uh who else we got? All Rock the Drowner. Yeah. Now, did we talk about I don't think we did talk because we didn't cover the the we talked about him a little bit in the last episode. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, he does not exactly translate from the Lord of the Rules. Mm. The the thief, the uh, the serial killer who's taking people off and throwing them into the river for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that's not really in here, is it? No, it's really not. Um, I was He's a little worried. disappointed that he absolutely doesn't play to the rules. Um, yeah. Now, in fact... He's more of a ferryman than anything else. Right. Because his special rule is pick a friendly night haunt unit on the battlefield that is visible to him. So it's just anywhere on the battlefield that's visible to him. And then it's, I mean, it's a command ability. Start of the movement phase. Mm-hmm. Pick a unit I can see. Then I take Alrock and I move him anywhere more than nine inches from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then pick that unit he could see. Put it nine inches from the enemy, wholly within 12 of Alrock. Right, that was the ability. That was the uh, that was a command ability from the. That was the, the Dreadblade Harrows could do that, right? Dreadblade Harrow can teleport himself, himself. I think. Oh yeah, there was. That's right. The general of your army could do this. Right, right. Could take someone. Called, so you made called, him the general. Like, it called, it's like called to me my minions or something like right. that. So now he does it for a command point, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And after he makes a charge move, pick a unit within an inch, roll on a two-up, it takes D3 mortals, and if any models are killed by it, he gets D3 extra attacks until the end of that turn on his oar. His, his death with oar. So, <laughs> Smacks you with his paddle. And once again, you're going to retreat and charge with your whole army every turn almost because everybody gets a bonus. Mm-hmm. Two-up, D3 mortals. Did anyone die? He's already got four attacks. Yeah, so three now threes ran to D three damage. Yes, three three ran to D three damage. He can he can pack a punch. I'm just saying he doesn't necessarily play to his lore, which is mm-hmm. go and kill a bunch. You know, first you were drowning people, and I liked it. Now I want you to go out and do some more of that. And now he's more a transporter guy. Yeah. Um, okay, we've been going for like an hour, but I just I want to get through the named characters, and there's only one more, I believe. He's also a totem. I didn't notice, notice that until now. Oh, uh, who? Alrock? Yeah. Yeah, he is a totem. Hmm. So, last named character, Rykenor the Grimhaler. Once again, seven wounds and a four-up save. You know, so it's these guys are all the same. Seven wounds, four up save, which is you know he doesn't have the four up ward like Lady Alinder does. He just has his six up ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fast. He can move fourteen inches. Five yeah. attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Another guy who can hit you as well. Um, he's more like a. Oh, he used to be like. He's, uh, he was like he was like a super good wizard in the last edition, right? He no, could, like, he only had the one spell. Still, it basically he's very much the same as he was. He's a little mm-hmm. he's a little different, but he was a guy who did wizardy stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, those threes by threes, two red, two damage. If if he's attacking a priest or a wizard, yeah, add, add one to hit and to wound. So now nice. he's on twos. <laughs> 
Um, he does have one spell, the Wraith Storm. Seven, 12 inches, pick an enemy unit. D3 mortals. If any models are slain, take another D3 mortals. Yeah, that's what it did last time, right? Yep. But yeah. like, like, but these things, if they, a lot of them have some different. Uh, you know, Alrock's D three gives him Alrock's D three gives him D three more attacks. Yeah. Uh, Lady Olinder's uh, moons can heal hers. So there's like everyone's got a slightly different thing, which is where it becomes hard to pick who you yeah. want. His corpse candle rules a little different. Is it? I don't think it is. Well, uh, before he could pick a model. They can remove specific models. Now that just the unit takes a mortal wound. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and the corpse candle's great. Before mm-hmm. you cast the spell, pick an enemy unit within 12 inches, and you put out the candle. If you do it on them, they suffer a mortal wound, and you're plus one to cast. If you do it on yourself, you suffer a mortal wound, and you're plus three to cast. Yeah. Which ain't bad. Especially mm-hmm. if you're going to sit there and then try to pick that enemy and make them suffer D3 mortals that already cast on a seven. Right. You know? So what? So what? his thing, I'm trying to remember what the big deal with Reikner was in the last version of this book. See, a lot of people brought him, right? Was, because it was, he's a caster. You didn't have any choices. If you didn't have Nagash and you didn't want to take Lady Olinder, mm-hmm. he was your other caster besides the the... Yeah, and the the candle thing, the the corpse candles worked, man. Yeah, I would, you would cast. Take, you would, you'd yeah. take a unit out of coherency with it, or kill somebody's champion, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then then you because because he was so fast, right? So he would like move fourteen. He was the general. So then that's when they would do that thing where he would pop up a unit next to him. Now I see. He, no, bring no. A unit. I think I I think the old rule was he could move. I think it was the it was you had to have the dreadblade harrow. Okay. Because bringing a unit and then being able to teleport, those are two mm-hmm. different rules, and the Dreadblade mm-hmm. Harrow had one inherent. Right. He could do it on himself. Right. And then he could, you know, use He the could teleport rule. himself, but then he could use the that... The command ability. Right. And to you grab a unit and bring it with him. You can't give... And you couldn't give that command ability to Raikonur because he's got a name. Right. So, yeah, it had to be the Dreadblade Harrow. I thought that was just the effect of the... I thought that was just a... Ability of the general of the Night Hunt army could just do that. Eh, I don't have I don't have the book matter. in front of me, but I know you couldn't do it with Raikonur because <laughs> I always took Raikonur, but yeah. I had to take a Dreadblade Harrow to do yeah, that. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that that's how that is. That's all of our named characters. Forgot the Briar Queen again. I didn't. <laughs> I told you I don't care. I, I just I don't I I I she's know good. I know she's good and we can t- if you want to talk about her tell everybody about her I just I, you know what it's like I'm not buying Underworld's Cruise and I know every once in a while they got a really good in fact I had this one when I sold all my Underworld stuff I stole it I sold it and I am looking at this going she's actually pretty good uh-huh. like I might need to buy this to have uh, the completest in me might need to get her but go ahead tell she is a wizard tell her what she can do right so the Briar Queen. She's a cast one, dispel one wizard. Obviously, she flies. She's got a retinue, which is the thorns of the Briar Queen. Um, and she's got her grasping chains. So she's got like that that whip she's got. And um, so she can allocate, before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to this unit, um, before making a ward roll or wound, she basically has a bodyguard with her retinue, which is super cool. 
And then her spell is uh, Howling Vortex, which is good. It's got a really good range. I mean, 18 inches is pretty good in this game. Pick a point uh, within range invisible. Roll 2d6 for each enemy unit within 6 inches. So it can affect more than one thing. You just have to roll greater than that unit's move or a double. And that unit takes a mortal wound. But the important thing is that its move characteristic is halved until your next hero phase. So you just yeah. slow down a unit. And then the Thorns of the Briar Queen, her little her unit that comes with her, is five models. And they actually have two wounds each, which I thought is interesting. But other than that, they're pretty much chain rasps. Yeah, um, they, and like I said, she doesn't have a regular ward. She's just got the six-up ward. So mm-hmm. before you roll that, you can opt to roll and put them put the wounds on her on her retinue. I mean, honestly, the, her retinue is basically ten extra wounds. Yeah, because when she does that on a one or two, she still takes the mortal wound. It's on right. a three up; it goes to them. Right. Um, the one nice thing is she's got that ten inch missile weapon. Yeah. Her scream. Hey, her Th- scream. Three attacks, threes by threes. It's only one damage, but it's again three rend. Yeah. But I and don't the know. Briar, and, the, and the Briar Whip's good, too. It's a three-inch range, so she just hangs out behind her retinue or yeah. whatever, and she just whips only you one and attack. screams at you. Yeah, she just whips you, screams at you, and then uses her Howling Vortex. But I think she's pretty good. You know what? You convinced me. I may have to purchase this. <laughs> Not today, because I already made a big purchase. Yeah. Recently, and I gotta, I gotta get that and pay up, pay for that, and do that. But yeah, she's uh, you convinced me she's not bad. Maybe I'll start looking at these underworld eh, crews. A little pricey, like two eighty. I mean, two eighty for for her and her fifteen wounds. Yeah, fifteen wounds with a four up save and a six up ward. Mm -hmm. That's actually not that bad, right? And then they don't have to. You could just like send off the. The unit, they could just go grab an objective or something and just leave you her. You could, but I, I, I'd probably protect her with them. Yeah. You know, right. get, get those extra wounds. Sure. All right. It's like a bajillion o'clock, so we should take a break. We have yeah. literally been talking for over an hour, just going over those rules and those characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about characters that don't have names. <laughs> uh, how many of those we got? Three, seven... Eight, nine, ten. Good gravy. Ten. And then if you talk about ten, yeah. Spirit Torment, you got to talk about Chain Gas. So we got 11 units that can actually take take things mm. and take boosts and take into those rules. There's a lot here, but already so much of it's cool. And wait till we get to these characters, because these are the characters that if you don't want to take name characters, there's a lot of cool stuff happening here. So, oh, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. 
Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, Think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back, and here we are talking Hello. about characters more characters lots of characters these characters don't have special names isn't there's that a bunch of them there are a lot why don't we start off with the new boy the scripter mortis yeah um he's got an interesting in fact he has one of my favorite most interesting things because when we had someone write in what you would be if you could be in the mortal realms somebody mm-hmm. wrote this character basically i know right that he was writing for um as a stormcast, yeah. keeping records, or he was not not as a stormcast, but he was in in, in Sig, one of Sigmar's cities, being a right. like, like a, a historian. Like a scribe. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he gets trapped. He dies, and Nagash makes him a historian for for uh, for that for him, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Very cool. Um, let's see now. Uh, where is? He's armed with a pen. Yeah, I'm just looking for him in the. In the lore here, Scriptor Mortis, oh. Scriptor Mortis. Oh, here he is. He's got a very short entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but I do like this entry. Once, uh, where once they pledged to record only to the truth, now the Scriptor's Mortis are cursed to extol the glory of the Necrotopia. Um, he writes, they, they rewrite the lies about Sigmar's glory, uh, the fact that Sigmar never actually liberated Nagash, that Nagash mm-hmm. would never need help. So it's like, this is like Pravda for <laughs> for Shyish. Yeah. Um, the yellow press. Yeah. And if they learn the true name of a troublesome mortal, they will note it down, assigning their soul to an underworld judged a fitting punishment. And sometimes Nagash you know, has them going in, writing their name, almost like a death note, writing their name in it, and people start stalking him. Right. Which, he has three arms? Yes, he, he does. three arms. The model has three arms, yes. One holding the lantern, one writing, and one turning the page. This is a really well-done model, by the way. Yeah, it's cool. The book is really cool. Had I realized what it was before I started putting it together, I might have done some sub-assemblies because mm. that top page where the hand is pulling the page off, the arm mm-hmm. and that one page are separate. The page oh, wow. just goes. The page just goes into the the the, the divide in the book, so mm. you could conceivably paint the book and paint all the words and on the pages, and then mm-hmm. paint that other page. And when you slip them together, that little gap there would still have all the writing and the stuff on it. You could do that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <sighs> He's got good rules. I guess. I mean, it's nasty. It is if it works. And yeah. it's got, I mean, here's the thing. The first couple of turns, the odds of it working are slim. And that's, mm-hmm. it, that's okay. So six wounds and a four-up save. First of all, he's got his little witch light. Once per phase, you can allocate a wound or mortal wound to a friendly summonable unit within six inches of him. Right. So but most likely this dude's going to be in the back somewhere. 
Right. Right. Yeah, but as long as there's a unit around him, yeah. You know, that first wound in any phase goes to someone else. Not bad. Mm-hmm. But then you got sentenced to eternal torment. First of all, it's like a column of rules. Yeah. In your hero phase, record a name of a soul. Pick one enemy hero that doesn't have the death keyword and that's visible. At the start of each subsequent hero phase, so it starts on phase. So turn one, you're picking a guy. Turn two. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your second hero phase. uh, If that soul and this unit are on the battlefield, so Scriptor Mortis is here and the one he picked, make a judgment roll. You can't record another name when you make a judgment roll. Okay, so you have to make a general. So you're stuck with the guy you picked. Okay. In addition, mm-hmm. if the battle would end and the judge stole the unit on the table, then before the battle ends, you must make a judgment roll. So you make it at the start of every one of your hero phases, starting on turn two, and at the end of the game if it's on the table. Roll a dice. If it's less than the number of the battle round, it takes two d6 mortal wounds. Yeah. Okay. So, but you pick a guy. Turn two, you got to roll a one. Mm-hmm. You got a 13% chance or a, what is a 16% chance right. of doing, and then 2d6 mortal wounds. Now, you're going to be picking, obviously picking heroes, picking, you know, five and six wound heroes, trying to pick them off. Right. But first you got to get them. And if you roll high, if you roll lucky, if you got your garage hammer dice and the garages keep mm-hmm. popping up, you don't kill anything. Okay? Yeah. And then when you roll, you got to roll the 2d6 mortals. You got to roll enough to kill them. Like, there's a lot. Remember, we talked yeah. earlier about having a lot of rolls involved? Oh, yeah. This is Th- one of those things. This has a lot of rolls involved, and the initial roll is a hard roll. Yeah. It's cool. I don't I don't dislike the scriptor mortis. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those things that is a cool flavor model. It's an interesting model. And if you're playing narratively, this is the guy that becomes a great story. Mm-hmm. In How fact, many points is this guy? He's buck and a half. 155. That's not terrible. Nah. He was a, if he was a wizard, he'd just be he'd be worth it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for he'd 155... Another hundred points, probably. Yeah, but for one fifty-five, I could take a, a spirit torment, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that, or mm-hmm. or a dreadblade harrow, which is all over the place, and actually doing, you know, a little more guaranteed yeah. bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, this, this is, is, I mean, this this guy gets in combat; he's pretty much toast. I mean, really well, can't do much. In fact, I I was watching on Warhammer Plus on the Warhammer TV. I was watching one of the battle reports, and yeah. if I if I remember correctly, he rolled a one. On this, on turn two, yeah, and then, and then, uh, you know, which is fantastic for, you know, for when you're doing a battle report. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, it's such a cool rule that if you're lucky, it's going to do some real. I mean, it just, it, I don't know that it's worth. Yeah. I've, I've already got so many cool choices in here of stuff yeah. that's just sort of guaranteed effect. I think what would happen is if I. If I if I had this guy and I had him, if I painted him, I would bring him for like a couple of battles and then I'd be like, eh, you know, it'd be one of those things. That's the feeling that I get with him is yeah. I'd try him a couple times, nothing would happen, and I'd throw him away. <laughs> well, because think about it. Now, yeah. of course, you could be you could be positive. Best case scenario, you roll a one on turn two. 
Mm-hmm. You take out a hero. On right. turn three, you pick a new yeah. hero. On turn yeah. four, you take out a hero. Right. On turn five, you pick a new hero, and at the end of the game, you take him out too. You right. could conceivably take out three small heroes. Mm-hmm. Or you could just guy. keep hitting like a like a, a hero with a lot of wounds, just keep hitting them. Nope, you can only pick them once. Well, I'm saying you hit like a hit like a monster with like 18 wounds or something. Uh-huh. Like, and then you next turn you do 2d6, and then the next turn you do. Nope. Try to keep hitting them, right? Uh, I thought. Uh, okay. It. Uh, if the if the judge soul suffers two d six mortal, the same unit cannot be picked to be a judge soul more than once in the same battle. Oh, so so once you pick him, uh, you must make a judgment roll, and the and the unit cannot record uh, the name of a different judge soul in that phase. In addition, so in fact, yo, wait a minute, are we reading this wrong? So let's say I pick a guy and I miss. Do I have to pick someone else on the next turn? I think I, I do. In your hero phase, you can say this unit is going to record the name of Judge Soul. Right. If you do so, pick an enemy hero that is not the death cure or invisible Judge Soul. Start up each year's subsequent hero phase with Judge Soul in this unit or on the battlefield. You make a judgment for the Judge Soul, and the unit cannot record the name of a different Judge Soul in the phase. In addition. Okay, so yeah, no, so you keep going after the same guy till you get him. You do keep going after the same guy till you get him. Yes, yeah. that, okay. Uh, but see, and then, but then it says roll the dice. If it's less than the number of the current battle round, the judge soul suffers 2d6 mortal wounds. The same unit cannot be picked to be a judge soul more than once. Right. So, so if you... So if, you hmm. if your judgment roll succeeds, he's been judged. Yeah. And if it fails, you it. haven't judged him yet. Right. So once you pick him, yeah, you only get one shot at, or one... Hmm. If you succeed, it's one success. But I mean, still, if you do anything to him, you did something, you know? Yeah. But you can't no, just yeah. keep picking on the same guy. Right. I so don't know. Have, hmm. I mean, I think we're in agreement here. Yes, I want to try him. Yes, it could be fun. Uh-huh. Absolutely want to use him. If we were playing a narrative sort of campaign, something where sure. we we're running through stuff, sure, throw him in there because he's that's what he's for, in my opinion. Yeah. You could just like take out like somebody's like wizard, like turn two or three. He's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it works, it's going to be a great story. Right. Uh, who do we got next? We've got the Knight of Shrouds. Knight of Shrouds, I am both, a fan. Yeah, both versions, the foot guy and the horse guy. Now, I don't, the, think, I don't have the foot guy. Uh, I'm I certain I do. In fact, no, I know I do. I have every model for this game, I th- for this army, I think, because yeah. I went I went crazy with the cheese whiz when this came uh, out. I loved mm-hmm. it. When Second Ed came out and this army came out, I'm like, no, this is, I love it. Yeah. In fact, I think I have more of this painted than any other army right now. Yeah, I think so. Um, betrayer first and a commander second. The Knight of Shrouds were the guys who have given up. Yeah. Uh, without exception, they have betrayed those under their former command, leaving them soldierly to die. What was gained was immortality of a sort, an eternity spent as an undying spirit that betrays all living things each time they go to war at the head of Nagash's armies. Um, these are the guys that we... And they were in that book, too, when... Uh, when uh, when they freed Catacros, they had guys who sure. like who you were visited in the night by them. Like, look, you can join us. If you join us, then you know you're gonna you'll at least survive. And these guys were willing to accept death and become one of his die, undying minions than just get racked and and tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, it does talk about his weapon, the sort of stolen hours that can cut down heroes he considered his peers and add their own siphoned vitality to his own. And that's right out of his rules. He does yeah. follow his rules. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and that whole thing where they betray those under their command, leaving them to to die. Mm-hmm. That's that whole fighting out of order and issuing free commands thing. That's where he's betraying them and screwing them up. I think. I think that that feels like the when they when you read the full thing, it feels like yeah. It. So he, so he, you pick a friendly summonable unit with a foot hasn't fought, and they fight together, basically. Yes. Now with that the special overseer rule. That's half of their rule. Now, because here, look at the Knight of Shrouds and the Knight of Shrouds on the steed. They both have their weapon, the, the stolen hours. Five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Yeah, it's a good weapon. Yeah. If he's on foot, he's uh, five wounds. If he's on the steed, he's got six wounds, and he can move 12 inches instead of eight, right? Right, yep. But if he's on foot, once per battle round, he can issue the redeploy or unleash hell unit without spending a, a, a command point, mm-hmm. as well as picking a summonable unit within 12 and letting them fight with him. Right. Okay. And the the guy on horse does a different thing. He does the he, same thing, but with all out attack. Yep. He can do all out attack, which Without is really cool. a command point. So if you have mm. both of these guys, mm. uh, but then there's their uh, stolen hour sword. If any enemy models were slain by attacks made by that sword, you heal a wound and add one to your wounds characteristic. Yeah, it's a really good. So round one, you get up there, you kill some you kill some little schlubs, you kill some battle line, you know, slub troops, mm-hmm. and your maximum wounds go up. You get one wound, so even if you weren't wounded, you go from five, you, if you walk away with yeah. five, now you're at six. Next round, and it's at the end of the combat phase, the combat phase. Yep. That's twice yeah, per turn. Yep. This yeah, guy seen, can get beastly. Yeah, I've seen some battle reports where these guys get up to like eight, nine wounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... I love these two models. Mm-hmm. And I, I have the guy, I have the, I have the guy on horse. Now, came, now that we... He's in the Soul Wars box. Yes, yes. And then I thought, for some reason, they came... Uh, I think it's the Night... Was it the Night of Shrouds? Oh, no, I was the Dreadblade Harrows that came in the box of two... And right. I thought they could actually be a unit when I first saw it, so I bought it. And I'm like, oh, that's a hero. I have too many of these now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk real quick, and I know we're jumping around here, but um, now that we've got Knight of Shrouds, I think I wanted to – let me just look real quick. Um, you know what? I'm going to give it just one more uh, thing because I want to talk about one more character before I jump and talk about some of the uh, – some of the special abilities, the um, I mean the uh, the, the enhancements, mm-hmm. your command traits, your artifacts of power, because I've got some things that I definitely want to give to these guys. Oh yeah, uh, let's talk Lord Executioner next because he yep. with the Knights of Shrouds, I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, I used I used the Lord Executioner. He was like the main focus of my army in the last book. I like gave him like. You know, the artifact, and I, like, kind of designed a list around him and to mm-hmm. keep him alive and killing stuff. That was kind of what I did. Yep. Now, the, this is one of the guys on the page of six that just sort of everyone got lumped in with a quick paragraph. Mm-hmm. Um, these these guys were literally executioners who eventually liked their jobs too much. Right. And didn't care who they killed. They just enjoyed the kill. Uh, and... Boy, does his rule fit that. Another, most of these guys, most of these characters are uh, five wounds, four up save, and eight, you know, eight-inch movement. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a five-up ward. 
first of all. So Lord Executioner has a better ward than the rest of the guys in the army, most of them. Yeah. Start of the um, combat phase. Pick an enemy unit within three inches. Minus one from... Subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by that unit. So he can make you minus one to wound if he's within three inches. Mm-hmm. Which is great as it is because you know, it's already hard to wound with his four up, five up. Yeah, there's not a lot of the minus one wounds, you know, to, in the in the game to like. Look at his weapon, though. Yeah, it's it used to suck, and now it's a lot better. <laughs> Roll this one out. What do they get? So it's got one inch range, uh-huh. but five attacks, threes, threes, rend two, damage two. So that's excellent. Not only is it excellent, but this is where I start looking. Yeah. If I give this guy, now the command traits go to the general, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a Lord Executioner General or a Knight of Shrouds General, reroll hit and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons. Yeah. Right? Hatred of the Living, that's yeah. an amazing one. Rerolling hit and wound rolls. Threes by threes for him and threes by threes for the Knights of Shrouds. Also, let's not forget, we haven't mentioned the other characters who you can have near them who add one to your hit rolls or add one to your uh, wound rolls. Right. Um, so he's pretty much going to be hidden most of the time if he's you know next to the Guardian of Souls or the. If you've got a Guardian of Souls or a Spirit Torment near him, or not Spirit Torment, um, Chain Guests, Lord Executioner with either of those guys next to him, he's hitting on rerollable twos. Yeah, I, I would think about giving this guy Arcane Tomb, and then the Flaming Weapon spell. That'd make him damage three. Oh, that's possible too. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, uh, and he already has some of this stuff because you could pick an enemy within, but um, also pendant of the fell wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus well, that's one of the artifacts of power. Minus yeah. one to wound for attacks made with melee weapons by enemy units when they are within three inches of the bearer. So all yeah. enemy units within three. Now, granted, Lord Executioner can already pick one, so it's a little redundant yeah. for him. But you got him and a Lord Executioner. Both of those; these are great. Well, you could you could also instead of doing that, you could do Cloak of the Waxing Moon, which is minus one attacks of melee weapons that target him. So not only you're debuffing their attacks, you're debuffing their to wound rolls against him. Oh yeah, getting down to well, if they only have one wound, it's the only thing I have with that whole thing where it's minus one from the attack characteristic. Mm-hmm. Is unless a lot of these guys have, I mean, the, a lot of these characters do, but you know, the you're you're kind of forced to then use him against bigger things. Sure, which is fine. I'm just saying, five attacks, rerollable twos with two rend and two damage. You're you're mm-hmm. taking out a good a good chunk. Uh, you, you throw him into something that's more battle line. Yeah, and you're just a blender. Right. Yeah, he's hard to kill too. Mm-hmm. Um, he is hard to kill with the five up ward as well. Mm-hmm. There also one I wanted to talk about real quick is the um, cloaked in shadows. Oh yeah, this one is great for any of these non-named character generals. You cannot be picked as a target of a shooting or a combat attack by more than one unit per phase. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, with so you could so- just like you could literally just like fly him up. Into the, the the middle of the battlefield, they just go at, if they go after him. It's like you can only attack him with one unit, but it'd be pretty cool. 
I'm thinking playing against all of these shooty armies where they have like three units of, of bowmen. Mm-hmm. Well, one can shoot at him, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll take, and he's got a five up ward, which, you know, that's great. Even against your mortal woundy elves and stuff like that, like that's pretty great. Yeah, there's some cool stuff there. But I really that Lord Executioner. I kept looking. I'm going, wow. Any of these little bonuses, he's already doing so much. Yeah. What's that model? Is that the standard model? Like the one I have doesn't look like that. I don't know. That is a weird. Um, maybe they maybe they redid it, or maybe, maybe that was one of those specialty ones. I think that's the specialty guy. Um. Oh, and here's one for any hero, by the way, the Reaper of Sorrows. Mm-hmm. Did you look at that one? The weapon. Yep. Yeah. Pick one of their weapons, pick an enemy unit with an inch, roll 2d6. If it's higher than the target's bravery, they're rend three. Yeah. If they're... Um, Terrified, it's minus four instead of minus three. Yeah. Rend four. You don't hardly ever see that. Rend four. Yeah. Five, that's why I said Lord Excuse. He's already rend two. But if I can roll higher... The fact is, if he's close enough to fight you, you're terrified. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, jumping up to rend four, five attacks at rend four, ten wounds. Even your even your heroes are dying at that rend four. You'd yeah. have to have you'd have to have a two up save right. just to get a save. Right, and hardly anything has a two up save. Right. I mean, you could have some of your stormcast dudes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, and you go back, I mean, it's not as good with, or, you know what? Let him have his rend two. Knight of Shrouds have five attacks, rend one damage two. Give that to the Knight of Shrouds. He's already got his rend two. Let the guys with rend one with the yeah. same amount of attacks and damage jump up to rend three or rend four. This right. is some bananas stuff. Right. Yeah, it's, I like it. Like I said, there's so many cool things, so many cool little combos here. And, you know, not every... Every uh, special uh, command trait or relic is is awesome. Mm-hmm. The slitter, that's a good one too. Oh yeah, where's uh, which one's that's, that? That's a weapon. Is when you pick the bearer to fight for the first time in a turn. Before the bearer makes a pile of move, you pick an enemy model within an inch of the bearer and roll a die. If the roll is greater than the model's wounds characteristic, he's just dead. Yeah, for the first so, time in a turn. Yeah. So you get you know that would work on a five wound hero. You just Fishing for a six, uh-huh. you know, or or you can, you know, if you're fighting a lot of stormcast or, you know, those guys who have two wounds, three wounds, you yeah. know, those annihilators that have three wounds, you just roll a die. I rolled a four, he's dead. <laughs> right. In fact, that's actually one that's not bad for a character who maybe doesn't have the best attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, you know, if I've got an extra one, maybe I put that on. Oh, even the spirit torments. And the uh, the chain gas, yeah. I guess the Cairn Wraith maybe, because he's got a lot of attacks, but he's only rend one compared to all these other guys. Man, these guys are kind of brutal. The more I'm looking at this, the more I'm like, wow. Yeah, all the characters pretty much do two damage. Yeah, and they've all got a decent amount of rend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at the one guy. Oh, you only have one rend. Oh, what kind of character are you? Oh, a wizard. Everybody else has right. two rend. Like the Scriptor Mortis could. He could make good use of Slitter, probably. Yeah, but... You know, I, he's, he's rend one, damage one. Yeah. All right, what do we got next? The Cruel Gas Cruciator. Yeah, he kind of got nerfed. 
Yes, he did. But his his ability was stupid anyway. He really was stupid. I really liked his ability. Of course you did, because you like the you like that kind of stuff. That guy was kind of busted for what he was for his points and for what he did. Yeah. I mean, granted, this army wa- was not very good. Mm. You know, and I, I think we can all agree the r- army not very good. The cruel gas crusader gave it a much needed boost. Oh, army yeah. is now good. Doesn't need him to be doing what he used to do. Right. Um, let's look at his lore real quick. This does not really translate into the rules. No, not at all. You know, um, they die during horrific bodily punishment right. and are same to visit the same upon their foes. Uh, these are guys who are being tortured, like the like the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, they're on the torture rack getting stretched or whatever. It's um, terrible. These are the ones who didn't talk. Right. These are the guys who died with the most torture without talking. Nagash feels that sort of loyalty could be best suited put for him. So Yeah, I feel like these guys didn't deserve the punishment they got. They didn't really deserve that. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, None of them do because Nagash is the worst. Well, some of them do, but not these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's within 12 inches of any terrified units, minus one from the damage inflicted by each successful attack. That t- Now, this is a weird rule. Mm-hmm. So as long as he's within 12 inches of any terrified units, yeah. minus one of the damage inflicted by successful attacks that target a friendly night haunt unit wholly within 12 inches of this unit. I mean, that's good. Is that all friendly units, or does he have to pick one? And when would you pick this? See, it seems like it's just anyone with wholly within 12 inches of him yeah. gets this, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so minus one damage down to a minimum of one. Pretty good. It's it's pretty cool. It's just the way it's worded is so cumbersome. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to stop, sit, and look at it for a minute and figure out what it was. Right, so you're, just, you're basically just paying points for a guy who's just going to be floating around in the middle of the table trying to cover as many units as he can. And why not? He's got four uh, shooting attacks, threes by mm-hmm. threes, two rend, one damage. Yeah. And if he does get into combat, he's three, four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Right. I guess it's just the... What do you want to spend your points on? The, you know, do you want to, This do entire you want to, army is that way. Yeah. Because... Right. I kept. In fact, I haven't written a whole list. Yeah, the points go quick when you're writing on this, these lists. I have not written a whole list, but I have several lists of the heroes I would group together mm-hmm. because they all have these cool abilities, and I'm trying to figure out what's the right combination of them. Right. Dreadblade Harrow. Um, kind of does the exact same thing he did last time. Yep, and he follows the same thing as before. Uh, they were noble cavaliers in the service of an officer who became a knight of shrouds, and now they were in trouble because they didn't do anything about him. Mm-hmm. And but they're really fast. They fly around. They you know they just suddenly appear and and take things down and then disappear, which is exactly that discorporation. End of the movement yeah. phase. He can just teleport anywhere on the board, mm-hmm. uh, more than an inch from terrain and nine inches from enemy units. All right. And then once per battle round, if the general issues a command, he can do the same one without a, a point being spent. Or he could issue it so he can give it to somebody else. Yep. Well, he has to give it to somebody else, yeah, because they can't he, give, yeah. He can issue it to himself, I guess. But Yeah. But so that's pretty cool. The general issues a command. He doesn't have to be near him either. No. Once per battle round, if your general issues a command, he can issue it as well for free. 
there's a lot of that going on in this army too. Yeah, right. It's 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 a very cool army. Now we get to our lone wizard. Yep. Uh, the lone wizard, the guardian lone non, of souls. Lone non-named wizard, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, he's like I said. That's why there's no, there's no friggin' um, special artifacts just for wizards because literally there's just him. Yeah. Um, and this guy is. I mean, he doesn't really. See, I mean, he does. He does stuff. It's it's kind of to the lore, but once again, he's got a paragraph of lore. Mm-hmm. Um, plus one to wound for attacks, for melee attacks if you're wholly within twelve of him. Yeah, that's super good. Yeah. And his spectral lure spell is not nearly as good, but it's still good. Cast on a six, 24 inches, heal up to D6 wounds on a summonable unit, which is every unit that's not a character or the black coach. So pick a unit, put back D6. Yeah, they, they kind of, they reduced the amount of healing that you can do to your units in this book. They did, but basically that was the only thing you could do in this mm-hmm. book before but they extended the ward save to all over the place too right. so i, so, I yeah, get it they made it made it i guess they simplified it yeah oh this whole book has been simplified it feels like right. they've all got something cool they can do now right. but everyone's got a rule instead of having a bunch of things here and there everyone's got a rule mm-hmm. and it's like okay I, I guess i'll go with that uh, let's see. Where are oh spirit torments and chain ghasts are again? They've got this. The short rules. Spirit torments are the guys who are in charge. They are the jailers in the Lord's great oubliette, and oubliette, which means bottle prison. Yeah. Uh, Con- continent-sized prison. Yeah, it's like escape from New York, only bigger. <laughs> A continent-sized prison. They're in Australia. Yeah, there you go. Um. I'm just making a joke that it was a penal colony. I'm not saying Australia is a prison now. It's a beautiful place. I won't go there because they have an entire season that's dedicated to like just spiders putting webs on everything, if I can right. believe the internet. I'm afraid of that place. <laughs> um, you got to be tough to live there. That's not me. So um, I love that they can actually, those giant padlocks they're wheeling around can actually suck yeah. the souls into the in through the lock and hold on to them for a while. Right. They can even suck in... Like Stormcast, like uh-huh. after they try we, to go back to Azir, they can capture them. Which we totally saw that happening in uh, the the last with um, in the um, Bellicor book. Yeah, and then there's the Chain Ghast, which aren't heroes, but they go with him, and they they basically are just his his helpers. Yeah, plus uh, one to hit is what they pass out. Yeah, so now. Spirit Torment, once again, three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Every character in this is good. Uh, at the end, now, the, before you had to have certain number of models die with this, and then he could do stuff if certain uh, for every three models that were killed or something. Yeah. Now, at the end of the combat phase, pick a summonable unit holy within 12, heal three wounds. Mm-hmm. Or return up to three wounds worth of models. Right. So, I guess, I mean, you could have... You could have multiples of these guys, right? Sure. And you could keep, you could do that too. Can you do it? No, you can't. Same unit cannot benefit from this ability more than once. But per turn, so yeah. But at the end of the combat phase, you could still put three back from. If you have two of them, you could put three back on two different units. So that's every. So your at the your end of combat, the phase combat phase and the enemy combat phase, you can do that. Uh huh. Because it's your turn, my turn. Right. What it is, yeah. And then the chain ghasts, uh, as long as there's a spirit torment on the battlefield, 
they add one to hit for all Night Haunt Holy within 12 inches. Yeah, that's a good. And they're only 95 points for the pair. And they're summonable. So if you lose one, you can put it back. Mm-hmm. The, the Spirit Torment can put it back. Yeah. Well, yeah, up to three wounds. Yeah. Yeah. So the Spirit Torment can put it back or, or just any of the other stuff. So th- once again, those guys are a little more uh, survivable. Yeah. And then we got the Tomb Banshee and the Cairn Wraith. Yeah. These guys have been around forever. Yeah. Um, you know, the Cairn Wraith is the is the uh is the picture of the Grim Reaper coming with the sickle. Right. Just raising on uh Banshees are you know, obviously they've been they died being you know, from just betrayal and torture and they're screaming in agony. Yeah, so both these models came out at the end of eighth edition. Yeah, because these were the newer versions. That's right, because there were old versions of this, but these mm-hmm. were the new ones. That These were some of the first ones we saw where just the wispy bottom of their cloak or the bottom of the thing was what was touching the base. They looked yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um. So the Tomb Banshee's ghostly howl changed. Oh, yeah. It used to, used to roll against bravery and do mortal wounds. Now um, you just pick an enemy unit within a foot. And not even um, wholly within. An enemy yeah, unit within, within 12 inches. Yeah. Uh, if it's terrified, you add one to this roll, and on a four-up, you have to add one to the number of command points that are spent to issue a command to that enemy unit to your next hero phase. That's that's good. If you pick the right unit, it's good because it, it's for that. It's doubled for that unit, which basically means I don't want you spending command points for this unit, right? You know, yeah. and you already can't issue. You're already not issuing. Um. Inspiring presence. Inspiring presence because they're so, terrified. So you're gonna want to like do all out defense. Like nope, nope, or all out attack or any of those things. Nope, you're not. Or you can, but you're spending two command points. Yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's good. And once again, two attacks, three hit, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. Yeah, those chill daggers are nasty. And they have their scream. D3 attacks, threes by threes, two rend, one damage. So they're yeah. doing damage with the scream, and then they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And how much are they? Uh, 115, I think. Probably. Yeah, 115 for them or the Cairn Wraith. Mm-hmm. This is not a bad expense right here if you, mm-hmm. if, you know. You always end up with having like, you know, 100 or so points left at the end. You just got to throw one of these in there. Yeah, and then the Cairn Wraith, once again, threes by threes, one rend, two damage, and his yeah, special his rule is... Scythe is nasty. So uh, he gets his attacks equal to the number of models within three inches. Mm-hmm. So you just literally just plow this guy into your your opponent's biggest unit and just go to town. Yeah. I mean, three inches, you're getting, even if they're... <sighs> If they're 32s, you're probably only getting, what, two deep? Yeah, you get two deep. But if they're on the, if there's some of these guys on the 25s, you're going three right. deep. Yeah, so if you're getting... Everything like, around them. Witch elves, yeah, clan rats, that kind of stuff. Yeah, suddenly he's doing 10, 12 and, attacks. Yeah, two damage each. Yeah. Threes by threes. And if he's near any of these other guys, he's rolling bet. That's the crazy thing is they've got these other characters. Plus one to hit if you're wholly within 12 of chain ghasts. Yeah, plus one to wound if you're within 12 of the. Yeah. I'll even the, take uh, the threes to wound if I'm on twos to hit, you know? Yeah. And one or the other's fine. Yeah. It's got a two inch range. Yeah. I mean, that's. And that's all. That's Now, that's all of the. 
characters, but there's yeah. so many. And it's like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Are you a guy who wants to boost your hit rolls? You want to boost your wound rolls? You want to take away from these guys? You want to slow them down? Do you want to debuff them? Do you want to buff yourself? How do you want to buff yourself? How are you yeah. setting up your army? You There's literally like 10 characters here, and they all do mm-hmm. one of these things. Right, and then the next thing you kind of decide is, what is going to be your main unit to fight with? Is it going to be Grimgast Reapers, Bladegeist Revenants, or Dreadscythe Heritance? That's pretty much... Those are basically the three units that people pick. But they have other stuff as well. Right. But those are, that's what you see most of the time, is mm-hmm. those three units. But I can see... So I guess the next thing we could go into is... Just kind of your units, right? Right. So you know what I thought was weird though. Before we just move on, because you're mentioning, you know, you're gonna take, you're gonna if you know you'll you'll who are you gonna fight with? Maybe I'm gonna fight with my blade guys, and then I'll be Scarlet Doom, or I'm gonna fight with my Herodons and be Quicksilver. Emerald Host gets you that end of the battle round D3 mortals on a two up for for the units. but then you read the rules, and it's like that's Lady Olinder and him, and tons. Uh, it's a, mostly composed of cavalry, hex wraiths, dreadblade heroes, knightish, and it's talking about how they're you know they're guys who are all there's. But there's nothing in the rules that indicates that that it doesn't. Yeah. You know, like why? Why is it all cav? Right. Who? It's just what it was in the lore. You know, yeah. when when the emerald host. Like when I think they fought at Lake Lethus, right? Right. With Catacros. Yeah, that was the Emerald Host. And that was pretty much what the army was. Yeah, but all I'm saying is it just feels like I'm like, wait a minute. What what is that? Because that's the only one. Grieving Legion, pretty cool. You know, it's got that, you know, no retreat within three inches because you're you're it's it's Lady Olinda again. It's the Grieving Legion. You're so sad, so terrified. You can't yeah. even follow retreat commands, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that that's the only one that bugged me. The Emerald Host doesn't... The, what they described and what the rule is don't come close to matching up. Yeah. All right, and we did go over the spells last time, so we don't have to go over those again for that. So, okay, let's uh, let's keep going. Bakashi. I mean, do you have any combos in here that you really, really like? Can we talk about that? Because I've got a few. Um, I mean, obviously there's the ones that go with the, the processions. I mean, Blade Geist Revenants, obviously. Well, I'm just talking about like who, which heroes do you want to pick and set up? Oh, like um, I've got Lady O with Kurdos. Kurdos, mm-hmm. I think they would go good together. I have the Cruel Gas Cruciator and the Lord Executioner. Okay, because I feel like that Lord Executioner is just brutal. Yeah, and then you've got um, that Cruciator is making it even harder to take him out because you need to. But he's got that better ward save. He's got a good armor, or he's got a decent ethereal save. And mm-hmm. then suddenly you have minus one damage to him and these guys. It just feels like they're both kind of butchers. Yeah, and, and my setup was I had a Cruel Gas Cruciator, a Knight of Shrouds on ethereal steed. A spirit torment and two guardians of souls. That was my. That was my. Uh, There's your five. Setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knight of shrouds or Knight of shrouds with steeds totally can put them even together. Yeah. Get everything from them. They'll all attack. The redeploy. The unleash. How all mm-hmm. together without spending mm-hmm. it. Um, 
I thought if so, I go ahead. my idea there was to use the Krugus Cruciator next to the Knight of Shrouds just to keep him fighting longer, and yep. then the Guardian, the Guardians of Souls, and the Spirit Torment just kind of they go to where the fight is basically. That makes you know? sense. And then we haven't talked about him yet, but the Spirit Hosts, you know, also they help keep your other characters alive basically. Mm-hmm. So a unit of three, you know, per guardian of souls, basically. That's not, a, that's a cool, the, that's an interesting. Yeah. Cause the spirit hosts, we, we could just talk about them right now. Sure. Spirit hosts are, I mean, they're just bodyguards basically. Yeah. Their rules just allow you to just keep them to take, they can, they can mm-hmm. suck up the wounds from, from, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much. I've been looking at night haunt lists and whatnot, you know, just, on the internet's whatever, almost every army I see has spirit hosts in it for that very reason. They're just it, they're hard to pass up. That's how you that's how you beat Night Haunt before, right? You just snipe their characters mm-hmm. and with mortal wounds and spells and stuff. And this will prevent that. Yeah, you know, mostly it, it will definitely help. I mean, the spirit hosts themselves are no are, aren't anything super special. It's a unit of no. three, but that's unit of three is nine wounds. They've mm-hmm. still got their four up save. Yeah, uh, six attacks per model, but it's fours by fours, no rend, one damage. Yeah, and they don't even do that mortal wound on a six anymore. Nope, they just well they auto wound on a six. Everybody does. Well, oh, true. Yeah, so they just auto wound on a six. They used to do a mortal wound on a mm-hmm. six. Yeah, on a three up, that wound or mortal wound can be put on your spirit hosts. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um. You can't negate it, but at least your hero doesn't dig it. Yeah. I did pair up Allrock the Drowner along with the Dreadblade Harrow. Okay. Because he can... Oh, he can teleporting around? He can teleport and bring a unit with him. Mm-hmm. And then your Dreadblade Harrow can also teleport around, you know, and, yeah. and then he can also be issuing the extra commands and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. just think if you want to start moving stuff, yeah, you know, plus you've got those three guys, then let's not forget at the beginning of the game, you could pull three guys off the board mm-hmm. or D3 units off the board or whatever it is, up to three, whatever it is. Uh, and so you can suddenly redeploy Big chunk of your army. Yeah, I mean, you could be in like all four corners of the board, basically. Uh huh. Just attacking different points of the enemy army, basically. And it would be kind of neat. Yeah, three the three units. Then all rack at the movement phase goes. It's a command ability. Mm-hmm. But you take take the command. He teleports. He brings a unit with him. And then you got the dreadblade hero coming up behind that. There's a lot happening there. A yeah. lot of movement. Yeah, so what people will do is they'll 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 I mean they'll see it coming, they'll have to zone out their back line, which is kind of a it's a pain to have to set that up, but Well and then that's fine. And then you know what I've got if I'm going to go crazy, let's talk about the hex wraiths. Yeah. Hex wraiths can move twelve. Two wounds apiece. Four up save. Now they are two attacks, threes by threes, only one rend and one damage. Mm-hmm. You know, but still threes by threes. They are, um, what are they? How much do these fools cost? Oh, hex rates, by the way, are battle line. Yeah. So five for a buck sixty, right? Yeah. Um, now, after they make a charge move, 
Uh, remember before that you could pass through you and do wounds? Yeah, they got rid stupid. of all that nonsense. Thank goodness. End of the charge move, pick a unit within an inch on a two-up D3 mortals. Yeah. Works much more simply. The Phantasmal Advance, though. This is their, This is what they do. This is their thing. I keep them in the back so you can't be bringing up your stuff into my corners and attacking me. Mm-hmm. And then in the movement phase, I can just, instead of running, I do the Phantasmal Advance. Yeah. Which means they just double their move. So they move 24, 24 inches. inches. <laughs> yeah. They can't charge that turn. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Yeah. I keep them way out of the way. And when the time's right, I run them up 24 inches on yeah. their move. Suddenly These they're guys, grabbing an objective. Yeah, exactly. These guys are late game objective grabbers, I yeah. think. Yeah. I'm, so here, picture they, all. You've got all rack. Yeah. You've got. Uh, you've got the the dreadblade. Dread dreadblade. You've got a a bunch of your just basic units. So I pull three, all three of my other battle line units. I just pull off the board. Mm-hmm. I pop them wherever I want. Yep. Allrack takes a fourth unit wherever he wants to go. The dreadblade mm-hmm. harrow goes, and then the hex wraiths, which if, if I have anything left, it's hex wraiths. They mm-hmm. just go running two feet in any anywhere I want them to go. <laughs> right. This army can move if you Absolutely. set it up. I, I'm trying to figure out a list for that where it's just like, mm. guess what? After we deploy. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially and if you have first turn, okay, my three guys are out in space, so you're not dealing, you can't attack them. Then mm. after you move around, now I see where you're at, then I just put all my guys around you, and then if I get a double turn, oh, I think you are in trouble. Right. And I guess the big question here with Nighthaunt is, are you going to be able to kill anything when you get to them because like the units themselves they don't i mean they they hit they hit but they don't hit that hard they don't have a ton of rend well they've they've got a lot uh, most of them have one rend which yeah i will right. take that for battle line units absolutely you know what i'm saying because a lot mm-hmm. of these are battle line now we talked about the chain gas so let's talk about some of these guys uh chain rasps which are my faves i got about a hundred of these fools yeah i got a bunch um, they're not as good. Right. They're actually a little worse than I, th- I feel than they were before. Because um, they used to get, what, plus one to hit when there was a bunch of them? Yeah. And they got plus one to hit when there was a bunch. And plus they had the, uh, they were part of that cool Reichenor's Condemned, which gave them oh, all right. sorts of stuff. Now right. there are two attacks, fours by fours. No rend, one damage. Plus one to wound if they made a charge move. Yeah. But once again, if they're near, say, you know, one of these other things, mm-hmm. you know, if they're near some chain ghasts, now they're yeah. plus one to hit, and they've already, yeah. then they charge a plus one to wound, so now they're threes by threes with two attacks. They don't suck, and no. they're pretty cheap. Ten points, or 110 points for ten of them. Yeah, that's good. They are your cheapest battle line unit. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a five of ward. Or no. five-up save, rather. Yeah, that's the other thing. They have the worst save in the book. Mm-hmm. Everything else is four up, I think, and then these guys are fives. Yeah. So five by six. They are going to die. But they're cheap bodies. They're good if, you know, they're not necessarily the things you want to fight, but they can hold your objectives. Yeah. I used, to, I used to use them a lot. I used to, you know, buff them and debuff the enemy and do all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. And they would just stick around and heal them with the... All the you know, just get to heal them every turn is great. So, then we go to the Reapers and the Blade Geist Revenants. Yeah, 
Now, the Reapers are battle line. Mm-hmm. The Blade Guys can be battle line if you're playing Scarlet Doom. Yep. And they should because Scarlet Doom, they're the ones who get the bonuses. Mm-hmm. What is their bonus against? Uh, they do they, more, they do more oh, when on they, the charge. When yeah. they charge, you roll for every model in the unit, and a five up, it does a mortal one. Now, also, I did notice they bumped this. They're 10 for 175. Were they 10 in the unit before? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I don't know if they were. So they're the most expensive. They're, the Grimgast Reapers are 160. So here's my question. What's more worth it? They both have one wound, eight-inch move, four-up save. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they get, now, uh, Grimgast Reapers have two attacks, fours by threes, one rend, one damage, unless the, 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 the champion gets a D3 damage. But So mm-hmm. fours by threes. Uh, plus one attack, so they're up to three attacks if there's five or more models in the target unit. Mm-hmm. So you throw them up against stuff, and then suddenly they're hitting a little more. The Blade Geist Revenants, only two attacks. Threes by threes, though, one rend, one damage. Uh, plus one attack if they charged. Yeah. Which they're going to do almost, well, they won't do it on your turn, but they'll almost always do it on their turn because they're going to retreat and charge because they can. Mm-hmm. I, 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 which one's better? Like I think the I think the blade guys are better, probably because they they don't have they don't have a a caveat to their you know their special rule. Oh, they have to like, charge, so there they is have that. to charge, but that's so easy. Well, attacking something with five or more models is pretty easy too. It is unless you're fighting Stormcast or you know somebody like that. You know who have small elite units. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time you're going to get the plus one attack, but. I mean, you I'm don't just wondering if the extra that. is the, is the extra fifteen points worth it for the blade guys? Now it is if you're going to take them in a in a in a Scarlet Doom army because they Definitely. get the, they get the they become battle line and they get a bonus that right. the ten of them charge you're going to get two or three of yeah. those five five ups in. Not to mention all your wave of terror bonuses. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the wave of terror is gonna. Oh, I keep forgetting. We haven't even mentioned that since we talked about the rule, and <laughs> we've got all these units that are attacking and getting a bonus, and then yeah. suddenly, okay, so I'm getting all these bonuses, plus one to my hit roll, plus one to my wound rolls, all that stuff. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I charged in with two or three units, and I'm subtracting one to hit for them, and subtracting one to save for them, yeah, or, or striking lasts. Oh. Yeah, so it just they, they're all debuffs. The wave of terror, are all you know, they don't help the night haunt player hit or wound any better. They just make the enemy worse at it because it's terrifying to see these things coming at you. Mm-hmm. I like, I kind of like too that both of the things that you can get from the wave of terror, your opponent can actually counterplay it with a a command. You know, you can all out defense or you can all out attack to get by it. Okay, so but I, all that does I, is I, negate it. It does, but I, I love that because it, it, lets, it lets the other player play against it. You know what I mean? Like, sure oh, I, have, I, can, I can do something about this. You know, I don't just have to sit there and take it. I love that. I do too, but I love it from the standpoint of me playing it mm-hmm. because I charge in and now you want to negate it? Great. Burn your command points. Yeah, yeah. Burn your command points so that mm-hmm. you can't use them later when it's crucial. Right. Anything I could use to make you burn command points yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Now, um, uh, Craven Throne Guard. I know. Um, 
The cross booze. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, t- you know, not really to the rule to their lore. I mean, they're just basically dudes with crossbows. Yeah. But I'm saying, you you read their lore, and it's like, uh, these are these murderous spirits. They served Kurdras Valentian. Uh, They were filled with low-born peasants with a keen eye and finely tuned lack of morals. (laughs) Sure. They were potent sharpshooters, and though they loathe him for dragging them into a nightmare, they are forced to obey him in every other respect. So here's more guys who hate him and tell him off how much they hate him. But he basically hired them to go and kill people. They, uh-huh. They've killed his enemies in dark alleys. They're all cowards. They're crossbow users. They, they're killing from a distance so they don't have to actually get any danger to themselves. Uh-huh. And they become his guard. Uh, they have a four-up safe. Once again, the only ones who don't is the chain rasps. Um, so, no, they have, oh, here we go. If you have the, the, they can have a standard bearer. Mm. If the unit receives the rally command, then you can, uh, return slain models in a five instead of a six. Yeah. That's not bad. Like if you're going to use the command, having your banner bearer double the amount that comes back is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope we see that rule more for totems. I think that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Now, how much are these fools anyway? Uh, 115. Buck 15 for five. Yeah. Now, if if Kurdros is in your army, they're battle line. Right. So as long as he's in your battle line, these guys are battle line. Um, one attack, fours by threes, no rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. So not, there's nothing to write home about with their melee. Their missile weapon has got a 12-inch range. Two attacks, fours by fours, one rend, one damage. It's really, compared to everything else in the game, not all that impressive. Right. It's a range of 12. But yeah. They, they, the only thing they have is they can shoot through. They don't have to see the models they're shooting. But this, that doesn't happen that often in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. T- but here's the thing. If you're 12 inches away, what are you hiding behind? It's only, it's yeah. really, I mean, if you're garrisoning a building, I can still see you. Because they don't get a benefit of cover. No. So if you know you can be behind or hiding by I don't have to see you and you don't get a cover bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really see the point of this unit. I don't either. I got so excited when I heard out I was going to have some shooting mm-hmm. and then it's like wait, five guys, half the number <laughs> of this other for 115 <laughs> yeah. and it's and they're not I just I don't know. I mean, I mean you could make you could, you could make a really cool looking army. You could, like, not, have like a, you could like have a bunch of these guys like lined up in like the front of your army. Like, have you seen the getting, models? Getting ready, to, huh? Have you seen the models? Yeah, they're kind of hunchbacky with their head coming out of the middle of their. Like, they, yeah, I mean the head's not on the top of the body. It's like they're right. so hunchbacky. It looks like their head's coming out where their heart should be. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm not keen on them, and I have some. I have some too, and I'm just like. I I don't see myself <laughs> I don't see myself putting them in a list. Yeah. Uh I mean I suppose I could. How much are they? 115 for 5. What's like the money price of these guys? Oh, I don't know. I got I got to see. But here's the thing, I can get 10 chain rafts for a buck 10 and they got way more attacks. Yeah. You know? I just I just I don't see it. These guys don't impress me. Mhm. For something that I was so excited for, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not impressed anymore. You guys suck. Right. How much are they? I want to see. 
They are they're forty five dollars for five. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not trying. Uh, you know, I you get, you get ten blade. You get ten blade guys for fifty. Here's the thing, that the price thing I never really worry about because I already pay so all my hobby money goes to this hobby. This this place gets so much of my money anyway. Like I said, yeah. that's that's not a concern to me. It's more it's it's more like. I just don't. I don't see using them in the army. I don't see yeah. having them. Yeah, I mean, uh, you gotta, I mean, I, it, yeah, I think you have to consider it. How I, much they cost based I, on what you get? Like five dudes for forty five dollars who have sucky rules. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: if they've got sucky rules, I'm not buying them. If they're five for twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. and if they have great rules. I'm buying them, you know, let's be honest. Dude, I have a set of the old Blood Knights. Yeah. Which were five for $100. Right. And I loved them, and I bought them, and I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like that's, yeah. if their rules suck, they could be five for 25 and I would, I still wouldn't be like, eh, what do I want these guys for? I wonder if they were supposed to be like a, a Warhammer Underworlds war band, and they just kind of scrapped it and decided not to do that with them. Yeah. You know what I Maybe. mean? Maybe I don't know. I just I, they're just it's the it's the only clunker for me in this army. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I look at and go, bah. yeah, me. Um, Glaive wraith stalkers. Yeah, this they, might be the other one that you feel that way. But. Well, I mean, I'm not a fan of the the model. It looks. Like, I, I keep looking at them, thinking they're dead Skaven. <laughs> yeah, I like the models actually. I have a I have a bunch of these guys. I have like a unit of sixteen. Uh, they're four. For a hundred and five points, now to me that seems excessive, points wise for what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, lore they got, wise, they got better. Yes, but they're still not sweet, in my oh. opinion. Well, here's my thing with them: they don't fit the lore at all. No. Well, uh, well, here, let me read this part to you, and then yeah. let me explain why. No creature embodies the slow, inevitable terror of death. Better than the Glaive Wraith Stalkers. Its long blade always points at the beating heart of its intended. Now, they don't move swiftly, for to them time is but immaterial. <laughs> now, they were once hunters of men, and now they go. So they come slowly. It's a hunting creature set by its master on a particular target, though it will kill any who seek to hinder it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can run, sprint, or ride a windswift steed to the most remote or well-protected of areas. But you have to eat, sleep, and rest, and that's when they get closer. And so it may even take years, even decades, until they get to you. Because this reminds me of that movie that I didn't like, but everyone thinks is a good horror movie. It follows. Okay. Um, because these guys are the slow, inevitable stalkers. Their blades are just pointed towards your heart. If you run, the blade turns. You get, you, you know, they're here in Chicago. I run to California. There they are, slowly creeping to California. I've got time. Yeah, and when they get to California, if I I run back to Chicago, they're just going to turn around. But that's the thing; it's slow and inevitable, and eventually they're going to catch you. And I'm like, okay. Now I look at their... just kill... I always think it's like, yeah, that's great, unless I just kill them. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> you could just kill them. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that tough? So now I'm looking at this. You know, one attack, fours by threes, one rend, two damage. Mm, that's a lot better than they used to be. Yeah, and it's better than it's it's it, it's only one attack, but the the wounding, the rending, the damage, it's all better than a chain rasp. Mm-hmm. At the start of your first hero phase, if they're on the battlefield, pick an enemy unit to be its prey. After the unit makes a normal move, if the unit finishes the move closer to its prey, add three to charge rolls until your next hero phase. They also get plus one to charge with their drummer. Yes. 
It's like a plus four to their charge. So I'm looking at this eight. going, yeah. But so the whole thing is that they're slow. Like, they keep talking yeah. about the slow, inevitable death. They, they, and then the rule just, is if you get closer, this, you speed up. Yeah, they're the same speed as every other unit in this book. They move eight. <laughs> and then when they get well, and if they, oh I'm closer yeah. to you now I get to now I get to fly in real fast on the charge yeah. Yeah. they just and plus and the, other, like, the idea the, of the, having them slow go ahead go ahead and their weapon is like they have this humongous weapon this this hunter's glaive it's got a range of one inch like you kidding me this <laughs> models rules make no sense yeah, when you care. read their lore and then you read like because this is a cool thing yeah. and if you could say they're the they're the trackers they're coming and once they catch your scent and they're near you they yeah. fly in for the kill that is not what the rules say no the grim gas reapers has a range of two <laughs> i mean i don't know like come on yeah i just but and it's it's just the model's okay, although, like I said, I look at that and I keep thinking that they're, they're a dead skaven. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, wait a minute, four of them, and then they don't fit their lore. I just, this, this, con- this, this model confuses me. Yeah, they're, they could, you, you'd have, you have to, it's, it's basically if you're taking these guys, you're making a concession. That just, you're just taking them because you might have them painted and you want to use them. That's the only reason I believe you'd see these guys. I had a bunch of them because I just was hoping they would be good. Plus, this is when I was... Co- yeah. This Okay, I have a lot of this army, but mm-hmm. remember, when I had this army, I was just a few units short of being able to do that grand oh, battalion right. Yeah, where you had to have all six other battalions mm-hmm. in your thing, and then you got the super battalion, yeah. and I had to buy a few more of these and a few more Herodons to make the super... And I did. <laughs> and if you if you paid all the points for the battalions and everything, I had like a six thousand point army. Nice. So I, I have a lot of this. In fact, one of these days uh, we're gonna get. I want to do something where we set it up here or something over like a weekend, and yeah. we just play some like monster size game. You know, like yeah. something crazy. I, I can just bring on my stormcast. I've sure so much. Yeah, and it's just play like. I'm going to take everything I got. Let's, let's see how mm-hmm. much is that, and that's where we'll set the game because I have yeah. a bajillion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, so the other my so sixteen glaive ray stalkers is what you could take right maximum. That's three hundred and fifteen points. How much is no 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 thirty? Right, glaive ray stalkers come by fours. Yeah. And they're a buck oh, 12, oh my god, it's only 12, duh. 12 for 315 points. That, that's the maximum you could take, right? Yeah, because it doesn't have to be battle line to get a second uh, boost, right? Uh, oh. Are you, mm. I don't think it does. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think so. so I, think yeah. you can, I think you can double reinforce one, a unit. So the most you could ever take is 12. Yes. For 315. Or I can get 10 can, of those other units for... Anywhere from well, 110 to 175. Well, you, can, you can get 20 Grimgas Reapers for 360. Yeah. And they're way better. Or for, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, no, yeah. They, 20 Grimgas Reapers is 320. It's only oh, five yeah. points more. Oh, yeah. 160. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Three, for five points, you get four extra dudes... And way better rules. No, 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 no. I think you're mistaken here. 
you get twenty as opposed to twelve. You get oh, eight 20, more oh, dudes. My brain is eight not more functioning. dudes for <laughs> yeah. five more points with better rules. And you're not even double reinforcing. No, no. So you could do that twice. You could do that on two different Grimgast Reaper units. Uh huh. Uh huh. That makes no sense. Or the Bladegeist Revenants. Twenty of them for three fifty. That's thirty five yeah. points more. But twenty yeah. Bladegeists. Or yeah. just two units of ten. You still yeah. got twenty of them. I don't understand the. I don't know. I, I I look at this and I go, who when they wrote these rules said, yep, that four. Maybe you, they, okay, well, the reason why it's four is because that's the that's the 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 unit that comes in the start in the easy build kit for the Glaive Ray Stalkers. And whose fault is that? Yeah, exactly. Why would you make four? I don't know. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, mm-hmm. n- not one decision with the stalkers makes any sense to me. I, and you know what I, makes I, even less sense? Why we've spent the last seven <laughs> minutes talking about this unit. <laughs> I mean, is there a case to be made for bringing four? No. And just and just using them as a as a roadblock. Um, here's here's why I'm going to say no. They are 105 points for four. That's a lot. That's a lot. For 105, the same 105 points, mm-hmm. I could take four of the Mernmorn Banshees. Can we talk <laughs> about them? Yeah, they are awesome. <laughs> so they are also one wound, eight-inch move, four-up save. Mm-hmm. They have, instead of one attack, four by threes, one rend, two damage, they have two attacks, fours by threes, two rend, two damage. Yeah. They- and... They may not get the extra speed on the charge, but go over that spell eater rule because it's oh rad. It's so good. Uh, so you roll 2d6 each time an enemy wizard successfully casts a spell that is not unbound and chooses for the effect of the spell to apply to a unit wholly within a foot of this unit or when an end the spell finishes move within six. You add one to this roll, this unit has three or more models. If the roll is greater than the casting value of that spell or in the spell, the spell is unbound or has any effect. So you get two cracks at... Right, because not unbound doesn't mean it wasn't attempted. It just meant it right. wasn't unbound. So you yeah. attempted to spell it, mm-hmm. you fail, and it's and near it has, this guy. Oh. And it has nothing to do with the casting role. The va- casting value. Casting value. Yeah. This, this, now, this, this, these guys, these, this, these units, during my game I played against them, were a, such a thorn in my side. I'm like casting these low level like storm cast spells. I cast on like five or six from like Crondies or my other casters. I'm like, uh, oh, this spell, this spell, this spell. Oh, I'm within a foot. Ba-doop. Nope. I'm like, oh. Are they God. A, are they a briar thorn in your side? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So you tell me which one you would take. <laughs> oh my God. The guys who get an extra three inch to their charge, four inches if they got a musician, or that for the same points. You tell me which one you're gonna pick. Oh, Definitely taking the Banshees. And if I don't have any Banshees, let's say you don't own any Banshees, why not just take two Chain Gas for the 95? Yeah. And keep your 20 points and hope you get a nice cheeky little... Uh, uh, yeah, they get a sweet shooting attack, too. Yeah. <laughs> and get a little, you know, what, what do you call it when you have... What is it when you get less points than your enemy? You get a quick... Oh, a triumph? Yeah, a triumph. take a quick little triumph for those 20 points if you wind up lower. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I don't... I keep, I'm looking at this whole army, and I'm writing lists, and everything I, everything in this book, with the exception of the Briar Queen, because I didn't look at her, and now that you explain to me why she's so good, I'm writing yeah. a list that she can even fit into. And I got yeah. all these different lists I'm writing with different characters. In fact, I'll tell you what, the hardest thing I got in this is picking what to because everything's got a value to it. Mm-hmm. The, there is one, one unit 
That is not an endless spell that I never even wrote for a possibility in any list. Can you guess which unit it is? I'm, I'm guessing it's the the Great Stalker. Yeah. You put Graven Throne Guard in a unit? They, actually, that's two units. I didn't put them in any either. Yeah. So two. But, ugh, yeah, those two. I just, yeah. Everything else to, had a point. To bring Graven, Graven Throne Guard, you'd have to be making a themed list. You know what I mean? I'm bringing a Kurdos list. Here's all his boys. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the only reason you'd ever bring those guys. You could put them around him because he doesn't he have some of No. No, he has nothing to go with them, does he? No. And they don't do anything for him either. They're not a bodyguard. They're nothing. No, there's nothing. So yeah, so there's no reason to bring them either. It's just a, just for theme. We did talk about the Hex Wraiths. We talked about the Briar Queen. Didn't we talk about the Briar Queen? I think we did. We did last. Yeah, last. So let's talk about the Herodans. And then yeah. well, we got to take a break because we've been yapping forever. And then we'll come back and talk about the black coach, how my heart broke for the black coach. <laughs> and then um, the, the oh, endless we spells. To, we need to talk about a little bit about the poor blade guys reverence about their lore. Oh yeah. And how, Oh my God. Like that's a tough read, dude. Yeah. I forgot about that. Cause we got so excited about all this other stuff. Blade guys. Reverence. Okay. And they, okay. Once again, I just running through my quick notes as I'm looking at her scripter mortis follows the rules grave lades, uh grave wraith stalkers don't Grimgast reapers kind of fit the lore spirit hosts seem really generic chain raft generic these guys fit the rules this is interesting and clever I have written next to blade guys revenants mm-hmm. do you want to go through this part do you want to talk I about mean, it so Nagash like like he cursed these poor guys so that they're it's like this has got to be like so many people's like worst nightmare to be in this situation. Like they always are reliving like the moment of like, like their greatest, like, like terror. Right. Like, well, and it's, it's people who were like trapped at the moment know? of death. Yeah, the thing that, death. It, yeah, yeah they like, didn't die oh of a heart attack. They didn't right. die. They were attacked by something or being right. stalked by something. And they were in a, in a shade a pure, Terror. So, like, so, th- so think about like you're like buried alive, buried alive in a coffin. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. That's too passive. I think it's something that is coming. It's something. Well, it's, it's, a- it's all. It's but it's all that stuff. It's like you're buried alive and you're dying and you're trying to get out. You're thrashing desperation to get out, and the gash is for some reason he's punishing these guys who didn't really deserve it. Oh, you're right. He does say he's sealed in the coffins. It's <laughs> oh that God. it's that last moment when you know you're going to die and you're full yeah. of terror and you're yeah. just crying and and in this fit of oh my god, I'm going to die. I don't want to die. I don't so, want to die. So I brought that into like modern terms cuz I just like felt like punishing myself apparently. So you know, it's like the whole like you're like in your car and you're like driving to a lake and you can't get out. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like the gash is going to grab you before you like that. Or you're in an airplane plummeting to your doom and that gash is going to grab everybody. This is the worst. Because because you didn't want to die. Didn't want Because die. You, you, you lost all sense of control and decorum because you were so afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. And so what does he do to them? This is the worst. This, once again, the worst. This is really, this is the worst thing in the whole book. In my opinion. So how, tell, tell God, just take this. So cause. working his fell magics, the great necromancer has eternally trapped the blade guys in their final moments of frenetic strength, lashing out in a futile effort to save themselves. 
In their panic, they believe themselves to be armed only with weapons of opportunity, but in truth, they wield razored great swords with strength enough to lop off limbs left and right. It's like, so they don't even know what they're doing. These are poor, trapped souls who are just trapped in their final moment of terror and panic, and Nagash is using that and just giving them a sword and just telling they them. They are locked. And that this is crazy because you look at the models, and that's not what I picture. I picture right. some badass yeah. guys coming in with these blades. No, they are flailing and insane and just panicking and trying to just destroy whatever's near them. Yeah, but they got masks on. So they can't even see what they're doing. No, they can't see it because that's the whole point. Yeah, so that they don't know that they're not in danger. They can't tell friend from foe. Mm -hmm. They are cursed to forever sense the presence of what they imagine to be their tormentors in life. Yeah. They whirl across the battlefield like spinning dust devils. Their assaults intensifying as they slash and hack at everything in a futile attempt to escape their doom. That's crazy. I forgot about that when I wrote that. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. It's terrible. Like, frickin' Nagash. Like, this is the worst. The worst! This is the worst example of what he does. Yeah, in, he's... Of, of everything. He's so these, bad. Because these people don't deserve this. The people who are no. in these situations, they don't deserve to be trapped like this. They didn't do anything wrong. Nagash seems to have two sets of tortures. You were a really awful person in life, and you did yeah. awful things, and now that's going to come back to torture you. Although some of those people enjoyed it in life, and now they're enjoying it in death. All Rock yes. loves his <laughs> job, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then there's the people who just were like, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm helping mm-hmm. people stay healthy and live. I yeah. get dead people. You made them live longer. I'm right. offended. I'm yeah. afraid of dying. You're afraid of dying? I'm offended. <laughs> like, yeah. what is wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know. That is the craziest stuff. He's like, some people, it's like, you are terrible. You should be punished, and I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. You did absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> right. But and, somehow, and I'm, I'm still so, offended. I'm just, and so I'm going to put knives on your hands. Speaking of, your of hands. which, Dread Scythe yeah, Heritage. The yeah, healers he's... who become crazed killers and okay and here's where the the problem is they know it too (laughs) well and yes so here we go um they are their healing hands are changed into wicked scythes that lacerate and maim where they once carefully stitched and soothed and then it says about how they're trapped they um inwardly they are still the same gentle souls they ever were, but they're trapped and forced to witness the rampage of their new incarnation with a mounting horror that keeps them on the brink of insanity. And that was in the last one. Said when they get into that fighting frenzy, yeah. they can't control it. They're fighting, and then when the fight's over, they look around at all the death they've caused, and they're the, they want to heal, yeah. but all they do is kill. The yeah, worst. They can't, they can't heal because they have knives for hands. <laughs> So terrible. Now, now they are like I said. If you take these guys, you you want to take a quick silver, and mm-hmm. you get no ward saves against yeah. this. But yeah. okay, here's the thing: four attacks, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to have four attacks. The Herodans, uh where are they? Force fours, is... no rend damage one. Ten for one sixty, so they're the same cost as a Grimgast Reaper unit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like you said, fours, fours, no rend, damage one. So but, they're just blenders, you know. They have just yeah. a ton of attacks. That's their deal. Plus one to hit and wound. If this is within six inches of 
any enemy models that have wounds allocated to them or in a unit that had any models slain in that turn. Mm-hmm. So they are they could go up to threes and threes if anything else took any wounds that turn. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you know who they're attacking, if you can get a, a you know, they're okay. You know what? I just thought of something. Makes these guys. Uh, I might take some Craven Throne Guard mm-hmm. and put them in my Quicksilver Dead, mm-hmm. so that way when the Herodans charge up, plick plick plick, yep, I ping, do ping, one ping. wound, yeah. and they go to threes by threes. There you go, synergy. Nice yep. job. And there's a reason to take them. So now my initial statement was true. I can take everything in this book except Gravely <laughs> Stalkers. <laughs> yeah. Um, minus one from wound rolls or attacks made by enemy units within three inches of this unit if it made a charge move. So this is another one that's going to constantly retreat and charge. Yeah. So there, it's making your, your your opponent is minus one to wound, mm-hmm. and you're plus one to hit and to wound. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, with all the overlaps on the hit and the wound, even if your opponent has minuses, mm-hmm. okay, so you're giving me a minus one to hit. I got a plus one to hit and wound over even. Well, no, because I'm near this guy right. or near that guy. Right. I had I had a unit in my game. I had a unit of 10 vin, vin, vindictors yep. who were defending an objective, and they just got swarmed by two units of these in a tomb banshee. And... He had he he rolled really he he rolled all three of the wave of terrors against me, and I was minus one to wound, so I was minus one to hit, minus one save, strike last, and minus one to wound, <laughs> and I couldn't and I, command points were two for one. I was and like two for one command points. Yeah, yeah I was like God dang that. See, God, yeah. there is so much you can do with this mm-hmm. army, mm-hmm. and thankfully, I was. You know, I had a three-up save because they're vindictors. So they kind of survive because they have no rend. They don't have a lot of rend. So it was just like, let's make an armor saves. Here we go. See, and this is and this is why this I think this army is going to be so much fun and so good yeah. because there's yeah. all these little it's a, it's all the little buffs and debuffs on mm. everything. Yeah. In fact, I know people are are are, are getting interested because even after the lore episode, like oh, like I got okay friend of the show uh, Daniel Stupar, mm-hmm. he's on the Facebook page and stuff, and he's like. Oh, you're making me want to buy that book. You're making me want to. <laughs> I was saving money to buy the Skaven book. You're making me want to buy that book, yeah. just from listening to the lore. Now I put this episode out. Guess what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is the book he's gonna grab because <laughs> it's dumb. There's yeah. so much cool stuff in here. Now listen, we've been yammering on for over an hour again. Let's mm-hmm. take another break. Yep. Let's come back and we're gonna finish up the show. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the last couple of units. And yeah, the, black, uh, the black coach and the and the spells and the spells. Yeah, so we'll do that. And we'll come right back. Yeah. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. 
they've got a huge pre-owned section and you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store now you can't play in the store right now still got to have social distancing protocols and if i got to stay more than six feet away from you probably can't play a game of magic probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of warhammer either but you can still get all your hobby needs met at grognards because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again you know you're going to need stuff and you can find it at grognards and why know why because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Hello. Hello. All right. What up? The black coach makes me sad. <laughs> I, okay, first of all, I loved the model when it was the little black coach. I have one. Then it turned into the monster black coach, and I love it even more. But it went up to 335 points. Mm. So that's a lot of points. It wasn't that much before. Yeah. It was in the twos. It went up like 100 points, I think. Wow. 300. Yeah, it was, might have, I, I think it might, was it 260, but still, mm. it went up a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. 12 wounds, 4 up save, 10-inch move. It's not bad, right? No. It's got a potential for a lot of attacks. You could either pick the Soul Reach Grasp or the Reaper Scythe. Now, I, I'm always thinking the Scythe. Now, the Soul Reach Grasp, it's only one attack. Fours by threes, two rend, two damage, but it's got a three-inch range. Hmm. So you can kind of reach over. And it, yeah, I could see that if you get into a, a combat and you got one of those, you know, like just... Because we even talked about it. I'll, I'll put that and I'll have him just inside of three inches. He'll be in the mm-hmm. back of that unit. And have that three-inch range to reach over it. So if you had that, you could maybe reach over and, and, and touch a character. But it's hmm. an attack, fours by threes. Yeah, I don't think that's worth it. Reaper Scythe has got a one-inch attack like everything else on this model. Hmm. But it's four attacks, threes by threes, two rent, two damage. Why you yes. would take a Soul Reach Grasp, I, unless I'm missing something, I don't see it. I, I, yeah, I don't see it either. Uh, Spectral Claws have nine attacks. Fours by fours, one rend. The mm-hmm. hooves and teeth, eight attacks. Fours by fours, no rend. You've got, oh, the soul reach uh, grasp. The only reason you would take that is it does have the, uh, it's a missile weapon. That's what, I'm, that's what I was missing. Oh, okay. The 12-inch range, D3 attacks. Fours by threes, two rend, two damage. So it's got an attack in the shooting phase at 12 inches. Oh, okay. Eh, but, I, I, yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's not why I'm taking this model, to have exactly. a shooting attack, right? Right, right. Uh, it's uh, four up safe. It's got the five up ward. Which is really good. Yep. Uh, instead of moving or retreating, you can go into the underworld. That's super cool. Oh, like- so this too. I'm taking this guy mm. with Allrock and the Dreadblade Harrow. Mm-hmm. And that's not a. that's not a... That's not a command move. Mm-mm. So I got three guys moving at the start of the top, uh, the start of the game. I could pull them out, right? The three guys that can ambush. Yep. So you got three units that can ambush, plus all rock. All rock with the command a point moves and takes a unit with him. That's five. Dreadblade yeah. Harrow makes six, and the black coach is seven. I got seven mm-hmm. units. And then the rest of my units are the hex wraiths who are moving 24 inches. <laughs> there you go. This is bananas. Okay. So he can do that. Uh, after you charge, pick an enemy in one inch on a two-up D3 mortals, which is what a lot of That's this... Standard chariot stuff. Yep. Now, it used... To, see, here's the thing. I know the old rule 
Remember you, have to, you used to roll the dice and then however many you'd keep yeah. adding them up and then yeah. they changed and you had different rules, but it was always a buildup of energies and you got all sorts of bonuses. Mm-hmm. And that went away. And I loved that and I, I missed that and I kind of don't like that it's gone. Mm. I loved, now granted, if you rolled crappy, you never <laughs> built up the energy, yeah. right? But rolling a bunch of dice and on a four up, it's like, oh wait, suddenly I can move a little farther. Suddenly I've got or a little extra rend. Suddenly I've got... You know, it was it was very cool how that it played to the lore because this yeah. in the lore this is it used to it used to get better the more death occurred around it, right? And you and it made the guy made the vampire inside like grow in power and he could do stuff. He was waking up. That's yeah. exactly what it was. And now what is what does it say? Because it's still so now. So now you just get your ward saves just better. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the guy who wrote the guy, the guy who drives it was a callous coachman in life who would yeah. run people down and <laughs> yeah. not work. If you got in his way, he would run you over. Just run you over. Uh, the more people it kills, the more life-ending magics intensify, powering the undead, because it is a lodestone for unnatural magic. Right. Uh, so that when you put, and here's the thing: when you put whatever this body of this thing in the in the back. Mm-hmm. Somehow the black coach, it's they slowly regenerate. Yeah. So yeah, the, so yeah, so the, like it says, it, a wisp of that thing remains. Its ashes are still left. You can stuff it in the back of a black coach and drive around, and, and keep su- and then you can eventually reform whatever that is back there. So it's new rule though. When you set it up, put a d6 next to it on the one. Mm-hmm. Every time an enemy model is slain or flees within twelve inches of this unit. The dice value goes up, up to a maximum of six. Okay? Mm-hmm. If it gets up to five or six, that five-up ward becomes a four-up ward. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. So it mm-hmm. goes 12 wounds, four by four save. That's good. And then now once per turn in your shooting phase, if it's a six, that stored-up energy can kablooey. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to. Yeah, pick an enemy unit within 12 inches. On a two-up, it takes 3d3 mortals. (laughs) Now, I'll tell you, I use this thing as a a small character killer to begin with Mm -hmm. because you charge into them. On a two-up, they take d3 mortals. Then I got four attacks, two two ren, two damage, another... Uh, you know, another set, another nine attacks with one rend, one damage, another eight attacks on top of that. I love flying this thing into the backfield and attacking characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that explosion for three D three mortals is not bad at all. No, you, you're pretty sure you could take whatever is coming at you the next half turn. Mm-hmm. Then you should do it, right? Yeah. They take the take the three D three mortals, then put the dice back to one. So mm. there's no shenanigans about I just killed that thing. <laughs> Can I? Because the unit, think about it. Three D three mortals. If it's single wound models, mm. it, you know that's why. Because remember, this used to be the BS that the realm lords had with their endless spell that they would the the actual the thing that you use that turned it back to one actually yeah. pumped it up to two for no good reason. <laughs> So it's afterwards it goes back to one. But yeah, it's don't get me wrong. This is really cool, but the price went up a lot and it yeah. doesn't have the cool. Like it's once again, it's like you said they simplified the rules here. 
Right. They made it really simple. Anything dies within an inch or within a foot, just crank it up, and once it's up there, it's really good. But there's yeah, none so of that. So if it, you if you kill five models within a foot of it right away, like they die to like Craven Thorn guard shooting, boom, you're already at four up board, right? You only, it's well, it starts at a one, so you yeah. really only got to kill four models. Mm-hmm. If I charge this thing into yeah. a unit yeah. on a two up, I do D three mortals. Sure. I mean, you're, I mean, you're pretty much gonna get that. You're right gonna, away. it's gonna jump gonna up, get, yeah. You're gonna get it right away. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm just, I loved the mechanics mm-hmm. of the old black coach. That's what I miss. Yeah. This one's got, this is good. Mm-hmm. I potentially, on a charge, I could charge a unit, and by the end of that combat phase, if stuff died around me, I could do 4D3 mortal wounds to whatever that unit was I charged. If that's a character... A five-wound character, um, I charge him, I do the first D3 mortals, even if it's one, then some oh, other yeah. models die around him, and then I pick that enemy unit, and he's only got to be within 12 inches, by the way. He doesn't have to be the guy near me. I could charge a, a unit of one-wound, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, clan rats, Yeah, kill a so bunch saying- of them. So you're saying charge in with the coach, mm-hmm. do D3 mortal wounds. And, and that's then, already pumping it up. So that's in the charge phase. Mm-hmm. Then and during then, the combat phase, it, you know, you use your 1,000 attacks to kill a few more. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a hero, he could be behind him. He's yeah. only got to be within 12 inches. It doesn't have to be the guy you're fighting. Well, the, the, the 3D3 mortals happens in the shooting phase. Uh oh yes, if it's got a six, so you can't do it on that turn. You could build it up on the turn, and then in the next turn, there there is a scenario where you could do it right away, right? If you so go you could, second, well, no, you could you could because ch- has the has the game go it goes moving, uh-huh. but move charge, and then ch- and then hero phase move charge shooting. Combat? Is that, no. no, shooting is before. Right. What I'm saying is, if if I went second, if you shooting ch- after moving, and then move, shoot, charge. Right. Move, shoot, charge. Yeah. Right. My my point being though is, if I went second, there just has to be death happening around me, and then I get yeah. to my shoot because I don't have to cause it. Right. Stuff exactly. dies. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it could you could it could still happen. Is if you happen to have your black coach within a foot of an enemy unit, and you had like. Craven's own guard or <laughs> the chain uh, gas guys or the Briar Queen like whipping into a unit within a foot and doing four wounds, boom, you could unleash right. this in your shooting phase. You are right. I could, sh- yeah, I could, yeah, if I'm near it. it, yeah. It doesn't say at the beginning of your shooting phase. No, just it during says the shooting in phase. In your shooting phase. Another reason to bring the art to bring yes. the Craven Throne Guard. Yes. Look at this. I'm. I'm oh God, bless America. I want to. I, I and love Briar, this army. And the Briar Queen. The rending scream. Right. We talked about that. Yeah. That. Uh, that's a missile weapon. Ten inch range. Three attacks. Why, threes by threes. Three damage. That's, that's a reason to bring the Soul Reach Grasp. The range is twelve inches. 
Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it does two damage. D3 attacks. Fours <laughs> by threes. Two rend. You could do it with just the Soul Reach grass. I can get a couple off, boom, jack that up, and then, boom, during my shooting phase, I could blow it up. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you could do six wounds with Soul Reach grass on its own. Wow. You know what? Okay. I, always, <laughs> I always wonder when we're doing this. If the people listening to this nonsense are like, you're a it's moron, like, or if like, they're yeah. entertained by the fact right. that we're yeah. just like thinking of this stuff as we're talking about it, like, you know, I I know we like, yeah, dummy, we all know that's already. What are well, you the funny thing is, we do show prep individually, right? But we don't converse before the show about it, right? You know, because we want to have these fresh takes, and then yeah. it's like yeah. we both have it. Wait, you could do this. Oh wait, you could do this. Oh wait. <laughs> I love the discovery that happens. Oh my god, this book is so good. Mm. I love this army. I mean, honestly, I didn't I read, of course I read all these rules and I was like, yeah, that's cool, but it never dawned on me that you could oh, you could just do this on your own in the shooting phase and you could just unleash this. And let's not every- forget this thing as you mentioned is a totem, so it can do commands up to 18 inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so dumb. Wow. Okay, wow. Oh, by the way, a couple of things we didn't talk about that we should have talked about. Um, for your for your characters, that's tough, but you don't want to let them die. Um, uh, like, and I keep thinking of the uh, Guardian of Souls mm-hmm. because there's no special wizard items. Remember, because right. there's none, because right. he's the only wizard that can get an item. Mm-hmm. How about that soul fire ring? Um. At the end of the combat phase, heal up to D6 wounds allocated to the bearer if any attacks made by the bearer in that phase slay an enemy model. If you yeah. kill any enemy model, heal up to D6 wounds. If you kill any models. That's pretty cool. That's a great... We didn't talk about it, and before we mm-hmm. go to the things, I want to talk about that because that's great. Or, you know who else c- could use that? Knight of Shrouds. Oh, yeah. When his maximum wounds keep going up. Yeah, does that, does that when he does wounds, he increases his maximum. Uh, add one to the wounds And add one to the wound characteristic of the unit. So this guy is going up from five to seven to eight, and then he take, and then somebody really hits him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, and, and here's the thing it doesn't say once per game. Yeah. At the end of the combat phase, did he go in and kill another thing? Okay, putting D6 wounds back. And because he killed something, he's already he's D6 plus one because his normal thing is the plus one and right. the plus one to his wound characteristic. Yes, and it's every combat phase, yours and the enemy's. Yeah, that soul fire ring's going to come in flipping handy. Yeah, and then you keep a couple of spirit hosts around him so he mm-hmm. doesn't. he's passing off wounds to those dudes. Oh, and here's another one that I forgot to mention because we're, I'm, I'm all over the board on this. Uh, the Cairn Wraith. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, he gets the a number of attacks equal to the enemy models mm-hmm. within three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about we give him Shadow's Edge? Remember, um, unmodified w- wound rolls of six automatically wound, right? Mm-hmm. Shadow's Edge, pick a melee weapon, that one. Mm-hmm. Unmodified wound roll is a six. It does D three mortals, and the attack sequence ends. Oof! Now he's doing threes by threes, one rend, two damage, but sixes automatically do D three mortals, and this is On a guy who can have 
He could have a bunch of ten attacks. or eleven attacks. Yeah, I mean sixes were already doing two damage, but just straight up, does the two you know they automatically wound. Yeah, but because he can have so many attacks. Yeah, I mean all rock yeah, can get. You, yeah, mm-hmm. you're just leaning into that item with this. It's really right. Cool. There's so much here. Oh God, I cannot wait to play with this army. <laughs> In fact, I gotta get I gotta get more stuff painted now because some of these things I never finished painting. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, th- we've been going forever, but let's really quick cover the three endless yep. spells. And I yep. normally don't do this, but I kind of like. Now they're not cheap. Right. The first one we're going to talk about. The Reaper is seventy points. The other two are eighty-five. And I'm not an. I'm not an endless spell using type of guy, and I know mm-hmm. that there are ones that are good and that they can benefit you. I just, especially with this army, I'm always using the spells that heal up. Yeah. So I'm never using this stuff, okay? The Mortalis Terminex is nasty. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the Reaper. For 70 points, casts on a six, range is six inches, okay? Mm-hmm. It's predatory, so you set it up within six inches, move it up to eight inches, You pivot it on the center of the base before you move it, and then it has to go in that straight line, the straight line of the of the Reaper. Okay. Um. After it's moved, roll two dice for each unit it passed across, including any models it moved over when it pivoted, and each other unit within an inch of it at the end of its move. So it's it's hitting as much as it can. Yeah. Add one to the roll if it's terrified. For each roll equal to or greater than the unit's save characteristic, that unit takes D3 mortal wounds. So the stuff you're fighting, that the better their armor save, the more of a chance that you're going to do D3 mortals to them. Yeah. It's 70 points. I don't know if it's that worth it, but mm-hmm. it's not. doesn't seem bad. Right. Uh, why don't you take the Terminexus since so you were talking big, about so that? It's, so it's the big hourglass. Uh-huh. Uh, another predatory inner spell cast on a six range of 12. It moves eight, flies. So after it's moved, you get to decide whether it reverses time or hastens time. If reverse time, you can heal D3 wounds allocated to each unit within six inches. Or you can hasten time, roll a dice for each unit within six inches of this end of the spell, and a two-up suffers D3 mortal wounds. So basically, you move it. Mm -hmm. If it's near your guys, heal wounds. If it's near his guys... Yeah, kill them. Yeah, it's it's so basic. It just it just works. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of D three mortals in this book too. Yeah, and then you got the Vault of Souls, which I'm just first. I've got to say, this model, <laughs> it, it's all the heads jumping out, but they've got that long. And I know it's supposed to be like a spectral trail. Yeah, but it reminds me of Evil Dead Two. <laughs> you remember okay. Evil Dead Two? Yeah. Yeah, when they had Hilda caught in the ba- or what's her name caught in the Gertrude caught in the basement, mm-hmm. and then when she finally gets out of the basement, her her face changes into that big weird skull like, and then the neck grows like six feet, and I'll swallow yeah. your soul. Yeah, yeah, that's what this looks like to me. <laughs> to popping out of the box because it look it looks like they all just have really long necks. Yeah, that's funny. It looks so dumb, but it's <laughs> you know. So this one, they all cast on a six, by the mm-hmm. way. They're all predatory. Six-inch range, move eight. So the Mortalis starts at 12 inches, which is great. But these starts at, uh, you know, starts at uh, six, moves eight. Once it's moved, roll a dice for each model within six inches of it, plus Mm -hmm. one if it's terrified. On a six-up, that unit 
takes a mortal wound. Yep. Keep track of the mortal wounds called. Once it hits 10 or more, roll a dice for each unit within six inches of the endless spell. Add one to the roll if it's terrified. On a two-up, so does that mean, well, add one. So on a one, if their unit's terrified? Uh, on a two-up, that unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the roll. Mm-hmm. That's so, if it's 10 or more. Oh, wait a minute. So that's great. So roll, oh, no, roll a dice. For each unit, add one to the roll if it's terrified. On a two-up, the unit... So, basically, if it's terrified, adding one to a one, so it would automatically wound them. It would still only do two wounds. But you could roll a, it adding one because that's how many mortal wounds it does. Well, when it comes out, you on a six-up, that model's unit suffers a mortal wound. So, if it's terrified, that's on a five-up. Then, the, then you keep track of the number of mortal wounds caused by the spell until it's ten or more. Then a phase roll dice for each other six... At one of the row, it's terrified. Yeah, if you're terrified, it's a automatic. And then, and then it's and then it's going to be whatever that roll is that plus that the one is in mortal wounds again. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not going to last long if you can get those couple of fives or sixes off early. Yeah, does that hurt night haunt units too? Uh, it doesn't say it doesn't. Right, that's every model within six. Well, yeah, it can hurt every. That's why it starts off at six inch range, and then you move it eight. So you you got to be able to get this thing into your enemy and away from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only got a six inch range. So if you start at six inches away and move it eight, it's not getting to you. Right. right. I'm just thinking like they're just so expensive, yeah. eighty five points. But you know what? These rules for these are better than the old rules. I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's the book. Yep. You want to talk about your game a little bit? Yeah, so I played against them. It was a Quicksilver Dead Army with lots of Herodons. Lady Olinder, uh, Guardian of Souls was in there. And um, I was playing Stormcast. I was playing Hallowed Knights. With, I had Krondis in my army. And I had Gardas. I had you know, 10 Vindictors, 10 Liberators. I had I was playing a Stormkeep army, so I had uh, I had three annihilators with the shields. I had five judic I had five judicators, and I had a I had a hero. I had the uh, the Lord Arcanum on uh, Griff Charger, and I had a unit of Praetors. So I was bodyguarding Crondies with the Praetors and using Gardas to give everybody a five award. Which was cool. Um, so the stuff that the Night Hunt player was doing, uh, my friend Mike, he was using you know the Herodon's ability to not give me my ward saves from Gardas, which was terrible. <laughs> and then just just and then he he got like a I don't know I I went second and I tried to get in with Cronies, but I was just failing my charges like crazy with him. And then he so he got charged in the top of the second battle round by. A ton of stuff and i think he ended up putting like 11 wounds on crunnies because i had like I mean, he's he's pretty tough you know give him like all that defense with them to counter the you know the wave of terror so he's rolling on his threes and you know and then the herodons were not giving him his ward save and um but the other the other units that were fighting i did get the ward saves it's only the herodons that would that would uh their attacks get negated. So Lady Olinder got in there, and then the Knight of Shrouds got in there. Like everybody was in there trying to beat him up, but Crindy's actually managed to kill everything. 
Like that guy's a mon- he's nasty when he gets in there. Um but it was a it was a, it was a cool game to like see the the mechanics of the night haunt, the new stuff was really like all their we pretty much played through all their rules. They were super cool. Um like yeah, I mean that one time like it's my poor vindictors who were holding an objective. They just got they just got swamped by two units of Herodons and the Tomb Banshee. And like, they had all the debuffs they could possibly have on them. It was, it was like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. Yeah, this, you need a lot of tokens yeah. for this army. Yeah. I just, I love this book. I love yeah, this book. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. And today I was reading for, you know, if, in, in, if nothing else comes up, we've got, uh, we've got Daughters Next. Mm-hmm. And I was reading their book, and their lore is pretty cool, and they got cool stuff. But I just kept actually stopping and going, "I wish I brought my Night Haunt book with me because I want to keep looking <laughs> at lists and stuff." Because I left yeah. it here today, because yeah. we recorded the first half of the show yesterday. Right. We're finishing this up now, and like so, I went to work today, and uh, I had like four hours mm-hmm. with like almost nothing to do, mm-hmm. and so I was screwing around. I kept reading the book, kept thinking, "I wish I had my Night Haunt book with me." <laughs> Wish I had the night home book with me, because so, this is just, this is wonderful. This yeah, it's is cool. wonderful. I love did this you, list. Did we want to ping on like the grand strategies or battle tactics or anything? Oh like yeah, that? yeah. I totally forgot about those because we've been kind of jumping around talking about what's cool with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they have their own, don't they? Yeah, they, now they do. Yeah. Oh, and I finally read all the rules for uh, uh, playing uh, what you call. Uh, not Mighty Empire. Path of Glory. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely want to do this. Yeah. Also, you could totally play it with a Mighty Empires board. Because I read oh, this. Oh, totally. The, yes. the only thing in Path to Glory I didn't understand was how you win. I didn't see any win conditions. <laughs> like, I know you're trying to reach your goals, but I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what? Do you just set your own win conditions for yeah, that? Yeah, pretty so much. You, you know, I have two Mighty Empires boards. I have two also. Oh, we got to build a map and play this thing. <laughs> Harrison's interested because you could start off small. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually, know we can get actually, a couple other people. I, I painted mine too. I started painting mine. Mm-hmm. Like every other project in the world, I started painting mine. Yeah. All right. You want to start these grand strategies? Yeah, Take so there's, there's one, two, three, four. So, uh, four grand and, yeah, four yeah, so grand, grand strategies. Sold a claim. It's the first one. After employment before first battle run begins, enemy unit with the highest wounds characteristic is marked as the target. Um, when the battle ends, you can play this grand strategy. If he's destroyed by attacks made by friendly summonable unit. So they have another one called Dismantle the Brave, which is the same thing, but you pick the enemy unit with the highest bravery. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And then they have Fright or Flight. Uh, well, the bravery one, it's not being destroyed by a summonable unit. Uh, oh, yeah, be highest bravery, and he's dead, and my general's not. There you go. Yep. Okay. And then fright or flight. Uh, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. There are no enemy units within six inches of any friendly night hunt units that are contesting an objective. That one so, sounds hard. Yeah. Not, wait. So I have to be contesting an objective yeah. with nobody around me. Right. On all the objectives on the board. Yeah. That, how are you going to? How? I don't know. Okay, and then they else? have feed feed on terror. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If one or more enemy units on the battlefield are terrified, designers note: if you table your army, you don't <laughs> yeah. get this. Yeah, but you probably won anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 
but they gotta there gotta be somebody alive to be terrified, which is yeah. an interesting bit on this. Because right. you never know. It could no. be a tight game. I've had mm-hmm. I have played several games where mm-hmm. most of my army's gone and I won because I had the strategies and the objectives and the tactics right. that that they couldn't get. Uh, in fact, one of the first games I was playing when when third edition came out was Night Haunt against Stormcast. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a fine-tuned Stormcast list. It was some of the new toys trying to check things out. And it was a 30-model army against a 90-model army. Okay. And they could just never take objectives. I got all the objective points because they just ended when they killed. I put stuff back because you could still mm-hmm. have, you could still use what's his name, Rikonor's condemned. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So you could you could totally. I guess you could really wipe, mess something. Yeah. Like if you played against this, and you knew because obviously you know the night hunt player has it, you would just choose to go. Well, you would always you try to finagle it so you go last. In whatever turn you're playing, just retreat from everything. Yeah, make sure so you're not terrified. Yeah, so the guy doesn't get it. Well, yeah. when are you ter- when are you terrified? Is it the beginning of the turn or? No, if they are within three inches, they are terrified. Just within that's, three inches. Yeah, okay. that's in fact. Let me just double check to make sure I'm not making anything up. Um, enemy units are terrified while they are within three inches of any okay. friendly night haunt units. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, so you just retreat and you're not terrified anymore. Yeah. Um, battle tactics. Okay, so. Overwhelmed with dread, pick an enemy unit on the battlefield. Complete it if it's affected by shriek, stun, and so if you get all three of the charge uh, rules on one unit, you get that one. Yeah. Now that one is cool. My only problem is I could attack with a bunch of units, but I have to roll a ten plus on one. Yeah. An eight or a nine on the other. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Well. Yeah. Well, you could roll a bunch of tens, and then you right. Right, but I have to at least roll one of those atta- charges has to be a 10. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that one's a little tough. Right. Um, this The easiest one is if at least two friendly night hunt units are within a half inch of the same enemy unit. Yeah, that's duh. Uh, if three or more enemy units on the battlefield are terrified, super duh. easy. Easy, mask, yeah, it's easy. Um, if an enemy hero or monster is destroyed by attacks from chain rasps or spirit hosts. <laughs> Yeah, not, I could see that one. Not as sure. easy, but doable. Yeah. Um, no stop, or one stop, no return. Okay. Pick an objective marker that your opponent controls. If you take control of that objective marker and there's a black coach near it. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, so you have to take control of it and have the black coach near it. That's doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then can, the complete this tactic if two or more terrified enemy units fail a battle shock test that turn. Right. Which is cool because they can't not take it. Right, they have to take it. So that could be cool if you can get in there on a big unit and do a lot of damage. That yeah. one you know what's is, not you know what's not in this army anymore? Is what? the bravery bomb stuff. No, there isn't. You're right. There's no bravery bombs. But that I, I don't I'm not worried about it. Like there's well, so many other things happening. Yeah. That used to be a tactic with the night hunt, right? You could stack up a bunch of bravery debuffs. I think so. Yeah, you could bravery bomb somebody with it. But that's no, gone though. This Interesting. Is, yeah, but this We should play a battle where with with two new battle tomes that actually have grand strategies and battle tactics specific for that. Mm-hmm. Where you have to use the grand strategies and battle tactics from those books. Eesh, I don't like that idea. <laughs> 
Because I mean, they have a, some that are really easy, but it's you know sometimes you just want to take the stuff from the main book. Ah, I think it would be kind of fun. It might be kind of fun. It also might kind of suck. <laughs> well, you might not. You just wouldn't be guaranteed to get all your battle tactics all the time. You'd really yeah. have to think about it and plan for it. Yeah, but I, some battle tomes are worse than others when it comes to grand, the, especially the grand strategies. Like the, then you talk about it could only be like the new battle tomes, the ones with the red. You know, so we're talking Night Hunt, Daughters, Stormcast, yeah, Duken, Fire Slayers, those five books. Uh, the Orcs. Oh, yep. And I, if I remember correctly, the Orcs, orcs. one kind of sucked. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, we got to wrap this up. We've been talking yeah. forever, but this was, God, I love this book so much. That's good. All right, so before we go, let's thank the Patreon sponsors again. Our associate producers, Christopher Sanders and Jake C. Our executive producers, Colin Miller, uh, Tyler McDonald, and Scotty Milne. Thank you all. Uh, thank all of our patrons, past, present, and those considering for the future. Um, we love that you guys help us out here and that we you help us make this show and everything we do on it possible. Um, I have been also recording on the side, trying to get up some of those uh, Garage World episodes. So for the patrons, um, I'm just trying to nail down Heather to a time to record. Um, plus, I got some new, newer recording equipment, so we have an easier time of recording, hopefully. Uh, and also, let's for not forget the... Uh, our sponsors, our corporate sponsors, I call them corporate, uh, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Grid Studios, and Grognards. Uh, thank everyone for all the help they do making sure we keep this show alive. Indeed. Chris? Yeah, man. Um, but we'll be recording again in a week, and we'll probably be talking before that. But thanks for oh, – this one was fun. Yeah, it was good. Thanks for pointing out the things I had wrong, or the things we could mix up here. This is – Oh, this is so good. Now I got, <laughs> you know what it is? Now I have to look and I have to sit and look at all the different battalion types you can take. Oh my God. Because I need more battalions if I'm going to take all these cool items to stick on all these cool characters. <laughs> That's become my thing. That's the one thing that I'm constantly trying to do with all of my armies is. You're talking about the battalions or the processions? What are you talking about? Um, no, the I don't care about. I mean, the processions are you just pick one and you do a thing. I'm talking about the the battalions because that would allow, that's what allows you to get your extra. Like for narrative play, you're talking the, the no talent. Just the what? Am I calling it the wrong thing? Maybe the War Scroll battalions are the things in Path to Glory. No, and I'm talking narrative. about the regular battalions where you got to take some units and you put them. Oh, together. those yeah, things. Battalions, yeah. Oh, they're still gotcha. battalions. They're just not yeah, those yeah. War Scroll battalions. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm constantly looking at those because that's what gets you the extra enchantments yes. or the extra enhancements. And right, Command Entourage or Warlord gets you the mm -hmm. extra enhancements. And you, uh, and there might be some Night Hunt ones too. Some specific I, Night Hunt ones. Are they? I didn't. I don't think I saw any of the. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't I think see there's got to be. There's got to be. Does there? Because I don't. I'm flipping through it right now. Okay, get past all the artwork and the painting work. Army mm. rules, battle traits, enhancements, mm. processions. That's interesting. Nope. No yeah. battalions. Wow. Which is a little weird because a lot of the other books have extra battalions. No, there's a match play, the battle tactics, and we go into War Scrolls. Yep, no, there ain't any here. I didn't think there were. But, yeah, that's what I'm constantly looking at. Try to get those extra. I want to get all them extra. 
Yeah, for cool sure. Things, yeah. So, oh, all right. Well, hopefully, everyone, I, guys. I hope you like this. I hope this, and I, I hope this makes you all run out and buy some Night Haunt, and then you yeah. can, and then you can send me emails or curse you. You made me spend more money. Most yeah. people have Night Haunt. They bought Soul Wars. Oh, sure. A lot of people have it, but now you kind of got to get more because you really want to start playing this and getting things together. <laughs> Plus, the, the lot of, now that everything's pretty good, if you just stuck with a few things, it's like, oh, I got to grab this and grab that and grab the other. All right, Chris, we're done. Cool. Rambling. Okay, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful, no, no despair, except in failure. For Chicago!